cuando se decide entrar a un bar Perfumes buenos aires volarán No te imaginas la que se va a armar Bajo su falda Bienvenidos, damas y caballeros, a un nuevo episodio de Pocas de Cielo Negro, Legión número 92 para hoy, 20 de agosto de 2021. Y un bienvenido especial a nuestro invitado a los Soul Citizens. Soy tu anfitrión, Kaizen, y espero que estés listo para la fiesta aquí en youtube.com para inclinada Cielo Negro, Legión. Búscalo, búscalo. ¡Ajá! No, I'm just playing with y'all. We're not going to do this in Spanish. Uh, 
I did that when the, the last time when we did the the first time where I put a like an opening song in Spanish in there. I uh, I was like, ah, I'm just gonna do it. Like you know those those radio guys that you'll get on certain stations where they're like, you know, ah, what's that one comedian? He does a a parody of them where he's like, you know, hey, welcome, yo soy Chupacabra y esto es Radio.com. And uh, <laughs> the first time I did it, I swear to Christ, I think uh, Roy thought he was having a stroke he was just like i'm very white and canadian what's happening uh but uh yeah so i just thought i would i don't know take off and 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 uh give our our soul citizens a proper welcome from a lopez uh so yeah i'm your host kai zen this is black sky legion episode 92 for 20th of August, and uh, this one is called We're Multicrewing with the Soul Citizen. So, this is shit's gonna get weird, and we're gonna have a good time tonight. I am drinking a little six and 20 that my uh, friend sent me the, the uh, peaches and cream variant of the Carolina cream. I love that we have listeners that send us alcohol, I just think that that is the greatest thing ever. Uh, I'm also drinking a little, uh, you know, dragon's milk because you know me. But, uh, yeah, I'm ready for a good time. Roy, how you doing and what you drinking, brother? I'm doing great this evening. Glad everyone's here. I am also, you know, this is the first time I've ever drank prototype alcohol. I'll just say that. Uh, the 6 to 20 Carolina Peach Cream, new product. Uh, very, very good cream whiskey. The peach flavor, they've nailed it. It's like a juicy, fresh peach. I, I um... I, I gave my glass to my wife to you know let her try a sip of it, and the glass didn't come back. So uh, I've got to go get a, a refill. But it, that's awesome stuff. Hell yes, legit, legit. And uh, how about how about uh, tweaked? How are you doing this week? I, I think you've got some big news coming up in our in the section later. But what are you drinking, and how are you feeling tonight? I'm just fine tonight. Uh, sadly, I, I also. Thanks to six and twenty, received some peach cream and it is so good. It is so good. <laughs> However, I'm not drinking any tonight because I'm a responsible adult and home alone with my daughter. So I've got some regular old water with a coke next to me for later, but ready to have a good time tonight. Hell yes, beautiful, beautiful. And of course, we've got Wolf Dragon, the XO, the Grand Admiral of the Dark Wheel Fleet. How you doing tonight, brother? And what you drinking? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. I also have some 6 and 25 grain that I've turned into a wonderful old-fashioned that, uh, yeah, this is probably some of the best bourbon I've ever had in my life. And I also have that bottle of peaches and cream, and we'll be switching to that here in a little while. I wonder, I, I'm okay, I gotta, I gotta ask when we get to them, but I'm, I'm really wondering if the Soul Citizen guys have any, any listeners that just send them all, every, all the members of the cast bottles of liquor, because that's legit uh katie the lovely and talented katie burns how are you doing this weekend what you drinking i am doing absolutely fantastically kai and this week i am drinking some triple distilled grain vodka now it's from the uk which isn't the one of the, the vodka producing uh hotspots of the world but it is very good nonetheless Nice, nice. Very, very classy. All right, all right. I dig it. Griff, how you doing tonight, brother? What you drinking? 
Doing good, my friend. Um, I'm drinking from a thing called a circle, which is basically water that's flavored. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> so I've seen those. It's the it's like a little machine that you make your own fuzzy water. Yeah, like yeah, you put the little flavor thing into it, and yeah, I'm doing that. I'm uh, I'm a, I'm a huge uh, a soda person, and so okay. I've been uh, pushing away from soda recently. So uh, this is my alternative for now. Hell yeah, those little seltzer waters are great. That's good stuff. I've seen one of those. I, I've never had it myself, but I've seen one of them. Fast cart. How you doing, brother? What you drinking tonight? I got some regular old grape drink. Not grape juice, but grape drink. I'm kicking it old school like a kid. I know. Hood, you know. I dig it. Grape and drink. I, I just want to. say I don't. I, I. I don't know much Spanish. I only, I only know a little bit of Spanish, and mm -hmm. I'll tell you what I know. Mm -hmm. the, the Spanish. I, the only Spanish I know is "Me love you long time." Okay. I'm not sure what it means, but funny enough, it earned me a bit of money. There you go. Hey, hey, look, what you do to earn money in order to buy your star citizenships is nobody's business. Don't let people judge you. <laughs> you do you. You be beautiful. You own that. All right. And and I just want I just want to I, I have to add I I, I, I do wish that I would send us stuff like they send you stuff. I like Griffin. We got to get on that. <laughs> they send us subscriber money. So nice. There you go. That's a beautiful thing right there. Good subscribers, so we we it's okay. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Besides that, I have to divide it with ten other people. I don't know how we would do that. So oof. And DK Dark Knight, how you doing, brother? Oh, doing really good. Doing really good. I'm uh, happy to be here and enjoy some. Uh, some uh, fun with you all, and tonight I am actually having a Chicago favorite, uh, a, or what's Chicago favorite? Grey Goose, or, or not Grey Goose, Goose Island okay. <laughs> IPA brewed right here in Chicago. So it's uh, one of our uh, one of our local home our local brews that I'm having tonight. Really nice IPA. Hell yeah. Hell yeah! You, I like how fast cards going kid and play with the. He's got his grape drink, and you're you're sitting there with your your Goose Island IPA. You're just like, I'm a gentleman. I'm just <laughs> sipping this. Maybe that's legit. I dig it. I dig it. Very very cool. All right. If you drink enough, it doesn't matter how you pronounce their name. <clears throat> yeah. Eventually. A hundred percent. That is mm -hmm. definitely how that works. All right. So. Uh, our cover art tonight is Kai and Katie share a drink in Orison by uh, that. I think that picture was taken by Katie Byrne, and uh, that opening, was indeed. Yeah, yeah, and we got. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit when we get to what we did this week. The opening song was Verde Masaya by Jenny Lo Mexicats, and our closing song is going to be Yella Yell Star Citizen by Steamed Rose. We're going to go old school with that. Wow, it's been a week. So, uh, SpaceX was awarded the contract to launch the Europa Clipper. Yes. Star Citizen is in the middle of a free fly week. Elite Dangerous dropped an issue report that will be breaking down. No Man's Sky community is still holding its breath and full of speculation about the forthcoming Frontiers update. And we're multi-crewing with our friends from Sol Citizen. So, yeah. Uh, Sol Citizen, by the way, the best single star citizen news show in the whole damn verse so you got a lot to stay tuned for if you're listening to us on the podcast and would like to see the live show and visuals check us out on youtube at youtube.com forward slash black sky legion and on twitch at twitch.tv forward slash black sky legion if you're watching us on youtube or twitch and would like to know how to catch our podcast check out anchor.fm forward slash black sky legion 
For sending us your thoughts by email, you can reach us at blackskylegion at gmail.com. Our very active and growing Black Sky Legion Discord can be found at tinyurl.com forward slash BSL Discord, where you can check out community feedback, resources on Elite Dangerous, Star Citizen, and No Man's Sky, and get real-time updates from a variety of content creators. In addition to the Discord community feedback channel, feel free to write in our YouTube comments anything about the topic of the week. As well as anything else you'd like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Also, if you're enjoying the show on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe and click on the bell. It really helps us out. On Twitch, a follow would be much appreciated. We record live every Friday night at 8pm Eastern, midnight UTC. So come and join in on the fun. If you're listening to us on the podcast, please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you use. And let us know if there's a format you want us to look into. And most importantly, tell your friends about the show. You're listening to the Black Sky Legion! Subscribe if you want! Who fucking cares? That's right, Burger Ant. You're listening to the Black Sky Legion. Subscribe if you want. <laughs> Who fucking cares? All right, let's start this off with our guests. We've got the boys from Soul Citizen in the house. Um, let's actually start with... We'll, we'll, we'll go with Griffin. So... I've got to ask, Griffin Gaming RPG, awesome name, and it makes me wonder where that handle originated from. Are you uh, an old school RPGer or what? Yeah, um, well, Griffin was easy because that's my name. Uh, gaming, uh, because I wanted to game, and RPG because I couldn't get Griffin Gaming for a name. Um, but yeah, it is because I do enjoy role play, uh, more and more these days. And particularly, um, I came up with that name for star citizen in particular. So, uh, that's kind of my thing. I do want to, when I go into star citizen role play is definitely something that I want to do. All right on. That's awesome. Very, very cool. Okay. And, uh, how about you fast cart? What's the, tell, tell me a little bit about your, your origin of, of your name and and your uh, involvement within the uh, uh, you know Star Citizen community. Well, I told this story before, but my name I got it in college because when you know back in '91 uh, they, they had to sign up for email addresses. Mm -hmm. So my I really I I originally wanted to be quick cart because people were saying I, I got my first cart my first scooter in, in college mm -hmm. oh that's the other thing i have several palsy mm -hmm. so i ride a scooter scooter everywhere because I, I can't walk, walk too too far too well mm -hmm. so and um so my friends are saying my cart is fast or quick my cart is quick mm. so i wanted to take the email a quick cart but at the time the servers that the at the university only allowed eight characters the quick cart was nine so I had to think of sending them for a quick, and I thought it was fast, and it became fast cart in the rest of history. Nice. Um, but I, I also go by FC because fast cart is eight letters. It's easier to type two letters, so mm -hmm. that, that's, why, that's where the FC comes from. That works. That works. And I mean, and what it's, was the other question? It's, it's, <laughs> it's quicker. It's shorter than Sherry's, uh, Sherry's driver. Uh, yeah, yeah. So and and, and your your how you got started within the Star Citizen community? I know you've been a fixture of the Star Citizen community going back to the beginning, basically. Uh, I I I started in 2014, October 2014. That's when I got. So I I missed about two years, mm -hmm. but um, I I heard about the Kickstarter in 2012, but I didn't think it was for me because 
And most people who who played it, who are into Star Citizen, they know about Chris Roberts and he, they know about Wing Commander. Mm-hmm. When he, when they're playing Wing Commander, I was playing LucasArts um, game. I was playing Type Fighter, uh, X Wing, X Wing right versus Type Fighter, and all that good stuff. So I didn't jump on the. I got on the Star Citizen um, wagon train a, a bit late. But ever since then, I um, you know, I had been been, been talking to the community. I, I I'm more into Star Citizen for the community than than, than the game at this point. I I, I do love following the the, the development, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to pace myself and not burn myself out on, on the game before the game actually launch. Oh yeah, I get that. And and you might have started in 2014, but man, you jumped in with a splash because you know in the 2016 sitcom, you were the bell of the ball. You were getting. Uh, interviewed by you know re the, you know relay and 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 having all those big those moments where you know I saw pictures of you with Chris Roberts and pictures of you with this one and that one and 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 like everybody was was that was the the big thing was hey did you there were there were like a couple things did you see Chris and then did you see Fast Cart? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's more about the quest than than me, but yeah, uh, I, I I love the community. I I try to put, put a smile on people's faces, and evidently people like me. They really like me. Beautiful, DK. Why don't you tell us uh, the origin of your name? I'm I'm starting to wonder, like maybe this comes from a WoW thing, Dark Knight, or whatever. <laughs> Oh no! Actually, um, you know, when I was uh, when I was in my twenties, uh, early twenties, um, and hanging out with my friends and clubs and doing stupid stuff as we do in our early twenties, um, I had this uh, I, I had this uh, thing of leaving parties and not telling people where I was going, mm. and so people ended up just calling me a dark knight, like you were <laughs> like you Batman. were Batman sneaking <laughs> right. out to go it's fight crime. Sneaking out. So it just kind of stuck, and uh, and I just kind of kept with it, uh, you know, throughout all of my gaming and stuff like that. It's it's gone through ser- several variations of DRK or, or DRKK or you know or DAR, you know, just various. Uh, but I just settled on Dark Knight seventy five because seventy five is the year I was born. So yeah, nice. yeah, that's uh, that's the origins of the name. Well, I'm gonna open this one up to sort of all of the Soul Citizen guys. Just hop in. Um, I, I, I'll just preface this by saying, and I've said it before on this show, everybody's heard me say it, Soul Citizen is my absolute favorite single content creator news source for Star Citizen. I think you guys are fantastic. We have kind of a broader spectrum. We cover a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and we jump around. You guys are hardcore dedicated, uh, at least for the show, to Star Citizen, and I think you guys do a fantastic job. I will say without any reservation whatsoever, you guys are better than us at Star Citizen News, and I catch every episode to make sure that I am current on the stuff. So you guys are on Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, Why don't you... Tell us a little bit what maybe Fastcart start off with telling us a little bit about the show, about your how you guys see the show, sort of where it started, where it, where it, you know where it's going, and and just some tell me a little tell tell the group the fans a little bit about your awesome show. Okay, first off, I just want to say, Kai, yes, the check is in the mail. You're getting three checks at this point. You're going to keep going. You're going to bankrupt us. But um, how we started on this show, uh, back in January, February of 2020, 
Uh, Griffin came to me and said he had the idea for um, starting the show featuring people, people of color predominantly. And I gave him a few names, and he had a few names of who he wanted to um, to go on. And then in March, we had our first show. And then, you know, this whole, I don't know if you know this, but a pandemic that happened. What? <laughs> and it turned out we had, yeah, we had a, we had a lot more time um, and to do the show than we anticipated. And cause I think at, at the, at the, Griffin can correct me. I think we were thinking about maybe doing it once or twice a month, but then we started doing it weekly because, um, you know, it, 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 there was time for it. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's been a blast. I've been have, having fun ever since. That's very, very cool, man. That's very, very cool. And I, I dig, I mean, to me, the appeal of the show isn't just that it's like, oh, it's people of color or whatever. Um, because you know you guys it's not you guys aren't a black show about star citizen you guys are a star citizen show that just happens to have a lot of people of color on there but i definitely coming from elite dangerous and i'm not meaning in any way to 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 belittle or or minimize anyone but that elite dangerous crowd is such a very white very british dude crowd that it's nice to have a little bit of flavor a little bit of something different i think different voices a multitude of voices brings awesome viewpoints and and i, I you know diversity can be great of of you know just getting lots of different flavors of things and i i dig that a lot Thank you for that. I appreciate, I appreciate that. Uh, we're we're starting to show the happy to have people of color, and that that's good to hear. Yeah, yeah, and it's all, and I think it's it's a show that is beloved by multitudes of all different backgrounds of you know of, of just all types, and 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 I and I totally dig that. And it's a very, I feel like your community on your discord is also a very very sort of su supportive awesome community and guys i just want to say we will have the soul citizens twitch channel and youtube and discord and all of the links in the show notes after the show you know when i do the show notes up so they will be there i cannot enough recommend go get involved in the soul citizens community it is awesome griff hop in on this tell me a little bit about your your thoughts on 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 the show and and where it's going and where it's where it's been and what's not? Yeah, sure. Um, Fastcard pretty much hit it on the head. Um, one of the difficulties with starting our show, obviously, is we started in 2020, mm -hmm. and there were tons of other shows out there um, that we that we watched, you know, mm -hmm. that we avidly watched weekly, um, and kind of like these people were like our mentors to a certain degree, you know, certain shows that we watched back in the day, uh, from Captain Richard to Gray-Headed Gamer, uh, Board Gamer. There's a lot of folks out there who are just putting out really, really good content. Um, but we kind of decided to go a different route. I mean, even though we are a talk show, uh, it's more topical and it's more about different subject matters of the game more than just the weekly review of what's going on. The Thursday show kind of covers that, but the Sunday show is really a dialogue uh, of talking about our feelings about the development and that development over the past nine years. So it, it has a different, little bit different flavor than some of the other shows, but we've also been very well supported by a lot of those, those folks who are out there, the veterans who've been doing shows. They, right off the bat, we, um, people like Paul Shelley, Captain Richard, other people, uh, right off the bat, 
you know, supported us and pointed people in our direction. So our community has been very, very supportive. Um, I think when it comes to the the people of color thing, I think it has more to do with just the way we see things. Mm-hmm. And and you've been on the show before. You know, our sense of humor, what's funny to us. Oh yeah. Uh, but it's but it's been very inclusive. I mean, we we you know we've had everybody on the show as guests. And uh, like Fastcard said, it's been a lot of fun, a lot of talents and people uh, on our team. Uh, I respect all the people that we have. We have men, women, um, just, just a variety of people with different feelings about the game, some of whom are um, much more um, positive toward the game, mm-hmm. some people who are much more critical towards mm-hmm. the game development, but all of them love and support uh, the development. Not just that. I mean, one of the things that we've admired about you guys, is, at least I, me specifically, is you know I've been following you guys for a little while now, um, and with, from Elite Week to this, and um, I was... I think Dark Knight and I, Fastcart, you weren't into Elite, if I'm not mistaken, but I was in it at the beta and played it for a few years, mm. got away from it a little bit, came back around Odyssey, um, and, and there's still a, a, a colossal, a lot of people in our group are into Elite just as much. You know, we kind of feel like there's room for more space games. The more space games, the better, you know, the whole thing is for everybody. So, mm-hmm. um, but that's our background in relation to, uh, in relation to Soul Citizens. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Again, like I said, uh, you guys got to check out the show. And this Sunday, uh, I am super hyped. Uh, This Sunday, they're going to have another one of their industrial shows where they get into looking at all aspects of not only a ship, but sort of the game loop that that ship is going to facilitate and sort of going through and digging through the nuggets of what we know and speculation and what we want and and all kinds of stuff. Why don't you uh, give us a little sneak preview of Sunday's show, guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, th- yeah, this week's show is on the Starfarer. Um, the Starfarer is actually, I think, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, Fastcart, it's the first of the industrial ships that was released to us in game. It was one of the earlier concept ships, <clears throat> and it's a refueler, uh, it's a cargo ship. Um, we were really excited about it when it came out. I think in size, it was when, when we saw it in the hangar. Most of the ships at the time were running around maybe 40 meters, something mm-hmm. like that, 30 meters. This one was 100 meters in length. <clears throat> and so it was kind of mind-blowing to go on a ship that had multiple levels. And, you know, you could get lost in, in fact, when you walk. Most, In fact, to this day, there are people who still say they hate walking on the Starfarer because they get mm-hmm. lost on it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but... Um, just recently, CIG announced that they are working on the refueling mechanic for the mm-hmm. game, which makes that ship viable and usable now, other than just for cargo. Mm-hmm. So there's a, you know, obviously there's some anticipation and excitement for that. And so we just kind of thought it was a good time to, uh, you know, highlight that ship and talk about it, talk about what we have heard from CIG in the past, as well as what we know today. Mm-hmm. And of course, there'll be a little bit of speculation about its use, but uh, we're really excited about it. That that particular series has done very well for us. Fastcart and I were talking about the fact that the Industrial Strength series has really been some of our most watched shows. And I think it is because those ships are kind of the ones that have been kind of down the road somewhere for us mm-hmm. to, to see, mm-hmm. and people are still interested in them. So we're excited about this Sunday show. Your show on the orion was one of the shows that made me first fall in love with you guys as uh, as content creators and go like oh i gotta go back and now dig back through all the previous episodes and just get it all <laughs> and yeah you're right the 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 reclaimer uh wait did i say reclaimer redeemer i always get it it's the reclaimer yeah that's the one mm-hmm. that's it. coming up to you the reclaimer yeah, yeah. the re- the reclaimer uh it, it's you know with the the the, the new aspect of 
ship refueling and then also with the aspect of new systems and the the availability the access to get into pyro and nix that are sort of we're on the cusp of people are anticipating when's it going to be when's it going to be it 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 makes that ship as you say go from being a thing where it's like okay because there are some ships in the game where it's like okay the ship exists like the mercury star runner the ship exists but it's sort mm-hmm. of associated gameplay loop i mean yeah you could say cargo running but like really it's a data runner and that gameplay exactly. loop is not quite there yet but like that i feel like yeah this this ship this, this sunday show it's it's a situation where the ship is there the loop not quite yet but we're on the cusp and that's where it's sort of super interesting um mm-hmm. yeah so i'm excited so check it out this sunday at 8 p.m eastern and as a, as as i said check out the soul citizen guys for a phenomenal show so i hope you guys will stay with us as we go on a little tour through the galaxy we're going to start with the black sky legion segment uh first off for announcements we did not have a show last week i got stuck in a massive work issue i was stuck a couple states away uh and trying like hell to rush home but got stuck behind in some bad storms and was literally on a highway uh stuck behind some accidents where we were just got delayed for hours it was really bad um so i apologize for that but the show is going nowhere we're we're still here we're we're you know doing our thing it's not like it was just a situation where we missed one and uh that's the first one we've missed in a long while and hopefully the last one because i made some arrangements to change some things around to make sure that does not happen again um with regard to other projects we've been talking to you about HunterNet starfighter and I think that it's time to give you some more detailed information on this. Let's uh, let's kind of give this a good good showing this week here. Listen up, cadet. Hunting at Starfighter Combat is not to be trifled with. So pay attention, and maybe, just maybe, you'll survive your skirmishes in the asteroid field. Our capital ship has jumped into an occupied asteroid field defended by enemy starfighters. CIC has ordered a launch of our squadron. It is time for us to take back the valuable resources in this area. Whether you prefer the nimbleness of the light fighter, the increased armor of the heavy fighter, or the maximum missile payload of the fighter bomber, your goal remains the same. Destroy all of the starfighters and cripple any capital ships. Remember, you can gain the edge in combat by changing out your starfighter's components and weapon loadouts to suit your needs. Keep an eye on your starfighter's energy levels though, and regulate your combat strategy accordingly. Weapons, shields and thrusters share the same energy source, so know when to attack, when to support, and when to bug out and live another day. Space is a dangerous place and battles can flip in the blink of an eye, especially if you get trigger happy and deplete your shields before ramming yourself into oblivion. And don't forget to use asteroids, capital ships and other large obstacles to enhance your stealth and break any incoming missile locks. Target locks require line of sight, so use this to your advantage. You're also going to need to learn your G-force limits and how to counter them to ensure you come out on top of a dogfight. Skill is the only thing separating ace pilots from becoming cannon fodder in the fray. Well, skill and boost. 
a well-timed boost can get you into a strike position, out of a tight spot, and even outrun missiles if you have the energy to power burn long enough. And if you need repairs, simply land your Starfighter on your mothership, where you can change your Starfighter, weapons, and components while it gets repaired. Now gear up, cadet. Rake in those kills and claim your title as the latest ace pilot of Hunternet Starfighter. That's right. As you see on the screen, it is fly the free alpha situation with this one. Hunternet Starfighter, as we've said, is in early access alpha and you can go right now to www.cpudreams.com and you can sign up for free to play the game and try it out for yourself see how you like it it is forming up it is uh, early days it's basically at this point sort of a arena type game where you you pick out your ship loadout and you go and you just jump right into it with some instant pvp combat situation but um they have uh, a video that's out on their site cpu dreams hunter net starfighter beyond the arena and into the universe it's an hour and 40 minutes long it's a detailed talk by the creator of the game about plans for development and how they're proceeding with that uh link is in the show notes uh, so go and check that out. Also, the, we've got a very, very cool uh, HOTAS mapping speed run for HunterNet Starfighter where a guy demonstrates in five minutes from stock how you set all of the, the sort of uh, HOTAS settings and your keybinds and whatnot. They specifically are looking to set this game up to be uh, quick and, and, and less of a hassle every aspect of the game, including your keybinds. Katie? I really love about the way they've decided to implement the mapping of controls in Hunter Starfighter is that you map them from a menu on your ship, which means you can test everything in real time. Literally, as soon as you've mapped something, mm. you can, you're actually in the ship in real time. You can just immediately... Like, you're not in a menu somewhere, you're not kind of, in a, you know, you don't have to kind of save it, come out, test it, go back. It's, you're actually, you're controlling your ship while you're mapping things, which is, it, it adds so much fluidity and, um, and flexibility to your testing. Hell yeah. That's legit. And as I said, cpudreams.com, go there check it out see you can go to their they've got links to their videos you can see the development process and you can play it for free and you can't beat free with the stick so yeah we've got a lot of other stuff that we were going to cover we've got like four other games that we had stuff on but i moved a bunch of stuff off the board because we had to make room we have meaty uh sections for elite and star citizen this week so we really needed to make some moves We'll get them to you next week. So let's go with the spotlight on the crew. Uh, Roy, tell me a little bit of uh, what you've been playing this week. Yeah, I've had a pretty busy uh, week IRL, but I did get a chance uh, last weekend to uh, play some Elite Dangerous and today a little earlier, uh, continuing my expedition. I had been kind of holding off going going into um, Star Citizen 3.14 in the PU just waiting for some you know stability and to settle down and and i didn't have time anyway <laughs> but now that i see the free fly week is up i'm anxious to go try that out again now too so that's what i'm up to all right tweak i think you've got 
a little bit of big news of what's going on this week. So why don't you tell everybody what's up? Yeah, well, uh, first off, I want to give a big, huge thank you to everybody that made this possible. Everybody that donated and, and helped me get this PC. Uh, it, it came late Wednesday evening or afternoon, I guess it was. I got it set up by Wednesday night. Late Wednesday night, I took a dive into the verse for the very first time. Saw everything with my own eyes. And for the last three days, I have played absolutely nothing but Star Citizen. And I got to tell you, my mind continues to be blown every single time I load in. The attention to detail, the immersion, the amazing... I was in my Cuddy Black just kind of hooning along, I believe it was Hurston. Just the scenery of the planet with the the sun peeking over the horizon on the edge. It's just literally mind-blowing. It's like when Luke Skywalker stepped up on the hill and looked at the two sons of Tatooine there. It's, it's that kind of moment. I mean, the, the things I'm seeing are just absolutely mind-blowing. The other night, me and Katie and some other friends were in a caterpillar, I believe it was, Katie. And it was, yeah. <laughs> And we some some adventures ensued, and when I got out of the turret, the ship was on fire. Essentially, the lights were flashing everywhere, sparks were flying everywhere, and all I could think is, yeah, this is what a spaceship that's just been in a major battle should look like on the inside. This is cool as hell. Every adventure that I've had so far has been just that. It's been an adventure. Uh, Lady Rain was nice enough to take me on a short little tour kind of and we did a uh 801 jump mission i believe it was where we had to we we jumped into the system i don't want to call it an instance because it's really not an instance anymore and the first thing that happened was two cuddy blacks started attacking us we were in her star runner i was in the turret we had all we could do to handle those two cuddy blacks the the ai in this patch is no joke. Then we stopped the ship, EVA'd out of the ship into the other ship, got our guns out, and started clearing that ship level by level. And it was just absolutely... It, it was Star Wars. It was a space movie adventure. It was so amazing, and I've had nothing but fun since I started playing Star Citizen. This is the game I have been waiting for in gaming since I saw Star Wars A New Hope in 1977 as a three-year-old kid. I've been playing games with Space Invaders and Pac-Man, and in my mind, I've been waiting for somebody to make a game where I can do the things that I've done in the last three days. This is just absolutely next-level video game stuff. I see why it is taking them so long. I applaud them for their efforts and and the patience to build what they are building because they are really building something great. It's uh, no joke. If you've been debating Star Citizen, uh, now is the time. This is absolutely the game that I was hoping Elite Dangerous when Odyssey was announced. I was hoping Elite would go in this direction. Mm. It didn't. Star Citizen is what we've all been waiting for. Well, absolutely amazed. I, I just want to make sure that we highlight for and clarify just for the people who might be newer to the show and might not know. Uh, a month or two ago, 
literally we were all talking about things and it was a little bit of a bummer because we were all jumping into star citizen and playing it and having some fun with it and unfortunately because of his situation as you know a family man he tweaked had to be the responsible guy and say i want to play star citizen very much i just cannot justify to my family the outlay of money on a gaming pc i'm an xbox player and i think i'm stuck i'm always going to be an xbox player and this was a situation that we didn't even think of this the community you guys said screw it like three or four different people at different times within a week all said we're gonna do this we want to do a little fundraiser and we want tweak to be able to come along and join in on the adventure we don't want you know no man left behind situation and we never even had the opportunity to announce it on the show that like hey this thing is going on they started the gofundme and within like four days before the we even got to the show where we were going to mention the gofundme it was already funded and he ordered the computer and you know with gpus and all the different stuff you have to wait and yada yada and he got it so like i just can't say enough how amazing you guys in the community are and just on behalf of the show i mean tweaks already said it on behalf of himself but on behalf of the show I really just want to say thank you. And I know the, the story that's coming up from FastCart because I remember this from 2016. So tell your beautiful story, brother. Yeah, it wasn't 2016 or 2018. Oh, 18. Yeah, I, I, I did, I, the community, especially the, the Star Citizen community, that, that awesome. I, um, in 2018, my I had a card that I had for like eight years and it stopped working. And so I had to get a new card, but that was the year that they were having CitizenCon in Austin. So I had the decision of um, either getting a new card or going to CitizenCon. So I, so I got the card. And when the people at Relay, or INN, formerly INN, heard about this, they decided to have a GoFundMe for, 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 to, to send me to CitizenCon. And I kid you, they raised the money with like $1,800 in, in like less than 24 hours. So wow. the community is amazing, and I've been grateful ever since. Absolutely. So I've always been grateful, put it that way. Absolutely. And and the reason why they raised that money, not to diminish in any sense the beautifulness of that gesture and that act, but the reason why that happened is because, you know, it was in recognition of you and what you do for the community and the fact that people were like, all right, no, 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 we're not having this. We're not having citizen or sitcom 2018 not have a fast card in it so they everybody stepped up and that like you said that's just beautiful man that's 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 beautiful all the way around so like i said on behalf of the show thank you so much for for everything that you guys have done for for tweaked and look forward to the continuing adventures of tweaked and star citizen because let me tell you something <laughs> he he is in love he is in love like the first time i saw christina Hendricks. he's he's hooked <laughs> that boy is hooked hooked isn't even the word this is the game hell yes and uh and wolf uh i know you've been having a little fun yourself lately uh you've been you weren't able to be on the show last week we definitely have uh we definitely have you've been in love with a with a new game 
don't you tell us a little bit about it? I have sunk so much time into No Man's Sky and haven't even realized that I've done it. The, this game, I, right, right now, IRL job is just on fire. So, you know, I don't, I don't have the time necessary to sit down and play Elite or Star Citizen because those, those take in a little bit of investment from, from time to time in most cases. I can pick up No Man's Sky, grab the Xbox controller, fire it up, and just go full ham and spend the next three hours thinking it's been 20 minutes, much to the chagrin of my wife, playing the game of what the fuck is that? And just going down these rabbit holes of procedurally generated awesomeness. Uh, it, the game is complete and utter crack to me, and I love it. And I, you know, I, I, ma I made it kind of clear last time I was on, like, I, I really wasn't interested in it. It looked like it was going to be cartoony and not my, you know, style kind of thing. No, 100% wrong. Um, if you're on the fence about No Man's Sky, or you're thinking that maybe it's not for you, sit down, give it a shot. You might just be surprised to watch the sun go away and not know why when you go look out the window the next time you do. Uh-huh. Nomansky is basically NyQuil in digital form. Time just disappears on you. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. Katie. How about you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing this week? I know you got a drink at a bar with a, a hot dude, but uh, what else? Well, I, I did indeed get a drink at the bar with a certain strapping, handsome fellow. Oh, you, because we you finally, We finally got you into game with us. We finally managed to, to coax you to come and play with us. And we spent a bit of time at the Orison Bar... With a few other people, including Audaxius, who I, couldn't get served all I, night. I was talking like... about Audaxius when I said <laughs> the handsome man. I was talking about Audaxius. Uh, yeah, I just got, I'm just surrounded on it. I've just got my choice. I've got my pick, which wow. is wonderful. <laughs> wow. But what you don't know, maybe, Kai, hmm? is that after you, after you left us that night, our good friend Stick um, discovered that there are platforms in Orison that are not the main platforms that you can land on. Oh, yeah. And they don't have any kind of restriction on, on landing on them. So what you can actually do on the larger ones, you can take ground vehicles and you can drive around these platforms. And we had a hell of a lot of fun racing and driving and getting into all sorts of trouble on those platforms. Um, I highly recommend giving it a go if you're listening and you are curious. Just any of the other platforms of Orison that are not the main platforms. You can land on those and you can deploy, you can get out your vehicle, you can deploy ground vehicles, and they are much, much larger than you imagine. Mm -hmm. I believe on the, one, the one we were on, we clocked in a four kilometer straight stretch of, of road to drive on. Yeah, people are doing, uh, like, you pick one of those platforms, and like you said, you can land on pretty much all of them. Pick one of those platforms and drive around. A lot of them have, like, a park in the middle, and you drive around it. They're going in the little golf carts and doing little, like, bumper car races. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> all right, beautiful. And me, what am I up to? Well, look, we got a lot to get to, so I'm going to make it quick. I got the Toby Eye Tracker 5. 
I got the Xbox Elite controller because of a video that we've got coming up in the Star Citizen section where a guy breaks down how you can really do uh, legit the full FPS controls and really full everything controls with the the uh, with the Xbox Elite controller. But uh, me personally, I'm going to be flying with my dual verbals, but I definitely want to do FPS on the controller. So yeah, we're good good to go. Um, and then. Let's go to fast card. I think you've been playing a little. You've been playing a little uh, Elizin or uh, what? Not Elizin. Eorzea lately. Uh, Eorzea, yeah. Hell yeah. Playing a little Final yeah, Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen. I I restarted about a month ago and and well yeah in almost two months ago in mm-hmm. June and um I I I bought the game in twenty fourteen. But I was playing a class that I didn't really care for. I was playing a melee class, mm. and then I came back in in June and started playing the rain DPS, and I, and I'm enjoying the heck out of that. So I've been spending time in that, going through the story. They had a lot of story. I'm like, I want to say I'm over halfway through there. Are I'm you through the story now? Are Are you black maging it or red maging it or summoner? Or no, what? I am. I am a, a gunslinger. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not a gun breaker, but the um, the the, the uh, <clears throat> I, I I shoot a gun a lot. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, legit. That's that's beautiful. All right, yeah, because the gun breaker is the tank class. Uh, Me- the, mechanist. That's yep, the you're mechanist. a mechanist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I did. Uh, what's that thing? Uh, the 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 one that's on the island in the Ruby Sea. I did the 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 new version of um, uh, Lord or Shadow Shadowbringers. It's in Shadowbringers. I did the new version. Uh, oh no, sorry, it's in uh, Stormblood. I did. Wait, yeah, it's in Stormblood. I did the new version of uh, Heaven on High in uh, using uh, using I a mechanist. I did that using a mechanist. So it's it's like a it's like the deep dive dungeon. It's it's fun stuff. And what about you, uh, Dark Knight? What you've been playing yeah. this this week? So aside from Star, uh, Star Citizen, obviously. Mm. Um, uh, I, I am a pilot, so I've been in uh, uh, in uh, flight simulator a lot. Uh, Microsoft flight simulator. Oh, and, a Sobo, uh, yeah, doing a, yeah, yeah, Sobo. So I've been uh, doing a lot of flights in there. Uh, I, I normally fly a uh, CRJ seven hundred. Okay, uh, e- eagerly awaiting the CRJ nine hundred to mm. come into uh, to come as the, uh, <laughs> as a payware soon. But uh, that's uh, been my favorite jet, and I've just been flying around the U.S. and philippines and asia <laughs> beautiful last couple of days yeah it's been great hey i was yeah. stationed for a little bit in the philippines i was at subic naval air station in the philippines yeah, yeah 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 very familiar my uh my wife is from the philippines my son was born there so uh yeah i'm uh, i've been there quite a few times so very familiar very oh familiar. i i gotta stay away from your wife because all of the tagalog i know is very very that's not things you would say to a lady it's <laughs> it's okay it's not that's things you should too. say yeah yeah <laughs> marines do not learn the nice words in different languages but uh no. <laughs> but i could talk for a good bit in tagalog but not anything that i should say publicly uh beautiful uh, you yeah. gotta hook up you gotta look for look for swordsmith uh on this discord uh mm-hmm. dk he is a very avid flight sim player both swordsmith and control swordsmith i think mm-hmm. is more into dcs right now but i think he has also been playing a sobo flight simulator and control has been playing a ton of a sobo flight simulator so look for those yeah. guys awesome i'll have to check them out for sure <clears throat> and griff what you been playing this week brother oh my life revolves around star citizen <laughs> hey there ain't no shame in that game 
Yeah, I mean, that's the main thing. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think, is there anything recent that I've been monkeying around with? And I, I hate to say it, but no, I think mostly because we came out of PTU to PU, mm. um, and there's still some things I'm testing out in the game that I didn't get to do in the PTU. So for now, that's pretty much where my head's been for now. Beautiful. All right. All right, well, let's get this moving along. We got a little section coming up called Star Citizen News Weekly. Right off the bat, let's start off with a little video fun for you guys. This is something that I saw that I just absolutely loved, and I, I, I had to share it with you guys. So I hope you enjoy it. I love that shit. All right. Uh, I think it's time for us to hit Star Citizen proper. Katie, as the voice of Star Citizen for the show now, take it away. Thank you very much, Kai. Um, so in the news this week, obviously, we've got the patches 3.14.1 dropped. Uh, amazing uh, improvements to AI performance we found last night. AI is so much more deadly now. Uh, we, we obviously had to do our certs again, the certifications for all the different bounty levels, and my god, they, they create some interesting fights now, especially that, that last one with the hammerhead. 
Um, the free fire week is on at the moment until August 27th. So if you want to try Star Citizen but don't want to invest anything just yet, you're not sure about it maybe, give it a go. It's free at the minute. Um, you can see if it's for you or not. Um, there are some multiple ships that are now on sale for the free fire week with 10% approximately off of the, the value of those ships. So if you're looking for a specific ship right now that you want to you know invest, invest in, um, now's the time to do it because you get a little bit off. Um, in the streams and videos from uh, CIG this week, we have an ISC pro uh, video on production induction. Um, this is a video, I believe, about some of the staff of, of Star Citizen talking about the projects they're working on, and this one covers things like the Nova Tank, um, which is the, one of the newer ground vehicles, um, and some of the, the, the ships in there. Um, we have the uh, USP feature team, and they are talking about the uh, Persistent Universe and the work that they, that, that they are doing uh, on the Persistent Universe right now. Um, there was a Player Slayer, player slayer uh, ISC as well on August 12th, which is covering PvP in the verse and the possibility of Jumptown 2.0, I believe. Now, I wasn't around for the original Jumptown, but from what everyone has been telling me, a return of that event or situation would be something that I would apparently enjoy very much. Oh, um, based would. on my <laughs> you would love Jump Town. Hell yeah. There was a, a, Q &A, um, a game dev video, a SCL game dev video on the quality assurance team. Uh, that was on August 13th. And then the, 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 the main one that I watched this week was the physician, the physician admission video on August 19th, which is covering the upcoming changes to the medical system, as well as the hospitals that are... Uh, being introduced to the game. Some of these locations are currently visitable, such as uh, Orison. Orison's Hospital is in-game. You can't interact with it fully right now, but you can certainly enter the building, explore the lobby, explore some of the uh, the shops there, like the pharmacy, the insurance shop. You can play with some trolleys. Um, so that's certainly worth a look. But the, the changes coming in 3.15 to the medical system are very exciting indeed. Um, in terms of the Spectrum content this week, we have a handy new player guide from uh, on the Spectrum there, which is geared towards the free fly players, but also to newer players as well. Um, and a roadmap roundup, which covers everything that is currently going on with the roadmap. Um, changes to roadmap, things that have been dropped, things that have been added. Um, definitely worth a look if you're interested in where the project is developing. Can I um, can I hop in just a little bit, Katie? Please. Just a couple things. So yeah, um, with first off, I want to say a huge thank you and salute. And I just cracked open another beer. Uh, I want to toast Chris Roberts for giving me a birthday present, a free fly event for my birthday week. That's legit. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Chris. Uh, check is in the mail. Uh, but also. With regard to the, you know, there are multiple ships that are 10% off. That's great for starters. Um, with regard to the streams that we're on, we put for the last two weeks because we took the, the week off. Several of these are like an hour long each. I just want to highlight the fact, and I'm not trying to, to disparage anyone, but it is beautiful when you get 
you know, multiple videos a week, some of which are an hour long discussion with your devs that are like, hey, here's what we're working on and how we're doing it. Like, I'm not, again, not trying to disparage anyone for any reason, but it's very, very awesome the level of information that we get from CIG about the development process. The ISCs are like 15 minute long, 10 to 15 minute long each. And they're like just hitting high points of like, we're doing this, whatever. But the the SCLs, the Star Citizen Lives, those are like an hour long each. And they talk to different people from different groups and really just have a frank and honest conversation about like, here's how we do what we do. And as a elite dangerous player who is coming to star citizen even though you know i came over a year ago whatever it's just so beautiful to have a very open and honest and frank conversation about things and have them see them you know talking in detail about things that are happening and coming up and what they're working on and how they do what they do and uh and just one last little note um for the production induction like the the i forget her name i'm i I apologize but the lady that came from sony playstation uh that came to star citizen stephanie stephanie the the producer wow like just wow um huge salute love the work that you're doing The, the the when they talk about like Okay, what it takes to be a sort of manager of a team and wrangle all the different parts and get it together and go somewhere like just like huge, huge salute for the work involved in shepherding the project to get it where it needs to go. Like just 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 beautiful stuff. On the Spectrum Post, the the new player guide, super awesome. And I want to highlight the fact for people that are new to the project. They highlight an aspect in there, in that forum post, in that spectrum post, sorry, that is, you know, I think a lot of people might overlook where it says, hey, are you new to Star Citizen? Here's where you go to sign up for, like, hey, pair me up with a, like a mentor to sort of help me out and help me understand what I'm doing here. That is a resource you should not overlook. If you're new to the project, even if you're like, well, I'm not here for the free fly, but I've been here for three weeks, four weeks, six weeks. I have a limited understanding of things. Ask for help with a mentor. They've got a very cool program where they will put you with someone who's like a veteran of Star Citizen who will say like, yeah, I'm, I would like to help people out. And you can get your very own personal one-to-one uh, sort of veteran player to say, let me ask you questions on things. Well, I want to find a HOTAS mapping for this. How much should I pay for this ship? What should I do? Like, they can give you advice on all sorts of things. And that roadmap roundup, holy shit, that was exciting to me because, and we're going to get into it in just a moment, so I'm not going to, you know, spoiler alert, but there's some big stuff that was covered that it's like oh okay i'm excited so i'm sorry i'll turn it back over to you katie thank you Kai. that was that was by the way that was an excellent addition um you're you're absolutely right in terms of the the 
the amount of information that we get from CIG is just amazing uh, in terms of the, the, the content they, that they release, the details that they release. It's a breath of fresh air. If you're coming from other games where they don't communicate as much, uh, it really is lovely to receive so much information from the developer. Mm. Um, so in terms of the community releases this week, um, Gonzalo Torres released a Reclaimer cinematic showcase. This is showing off the one of the... <laughs> is it the largest ship in the game at the minute? Well, it's um, not the largest, but it's one of the larger. And again, just to reiterate, this is a, a shameless plug. This is something I did not know about that this video existed until I saw it on Soul Citizen a couple weeks back. Uh, I'll go ahead and mute us now and play it for uh, for everyone, uh, Katie, and then I'll turn it back over to you. But holy no shit, this video is legit. And I learned about it from Soul Citizen. So if you're not subscribed to Soul Citizens or following them on Twitch, you're doing it wrong. Enjoy.
Alright, that video is legit! Now, <laughs> I'm seeing all kinds of chat where it's like, and I'll admit I'm very drunk at this point, so reading is hard, but I'm seeing lots of people like, oh, I guess I'll buy that for cash, I want it. I'll just point out, 15 million Alpha UEC, you can earn that in 30 hours of enjoyable gameplay not saying i'm not your dad i don't control your wallet i'm not telling you not to buy whatever you do what the fuck makes you happy but i will say you don't have to buy it with cash it's up to you if you want to buy it with cash because you want to pledge for the project and you want to give them money to keep you know more sort of runway to get this project off the ground god bless mazel tov. you do you but you don't have to you don't have to ever put in more than the $45 to start. Anything over and above that. Now, I personally have pledged some because I felt guilty of telling other people. I felt really guilty because I was telling people, hey, you should back this project. And then I had not done anything more than the minimum, the $45. So I, I backed some. I, I pledged some to put my money where my mouth is. But... I'm not telling you you should. I'm not telling you you shouldn't. You do you. I'm just telling you that everything in the game can be obtained for $0 cash. Griff, you got a point on this one? Hop in, brother. Yeah, I mean, you, you hit it on the head. I think that there's a lot of misunderstanding of what this model is for Star Citizen. Uh, in the very beginning, when we got into the whole thing of kickstarting and then, of course, supporting the game, this was something that was done on a level that nobody ever expected. Um, you know, Chris Roberts' initial investment amount was less than $10 million. That was focused around Squadron 42. Um, but as the vision or the demand grew, as, as people started continuing to throw money, and you already know this story, the vision expanded. It didn't expand because Chris expanded it. It was because the backers continued to say, we want you to make the ultimate game for us. There was actually a big vote where they voted on it, and he, he literally Absolutely. said, do you guys want me to just do the game we started on? And they were like, no, we want you to do this bigger, crazy, deep, yeah. way long time thing. Wanted. Right, make the game that we've always wanted to see, right? And, you know, one of my big beefs, and we've talked about this on our show, and I know you've heard me talk about it, is that I think that one of the most disappointing things is that sometimes gamers have forgotten what it means to dream and imagine. We've gotten so used to what the industry has been dishing out to us over the last 20 yeah. years that we've honestly forgotten. There was a time when gamers wanted that ultimate thing. And I'm not talking about a quick fix. I'm talking about, you know, something that goes beyond just reaching in game or something that says, I, you know, I've played this for, you know, a, a, a hundred hours. You know, we, we, we used to want to find every nook and cranny. We used to want to have that game that never ended. And there's only a few games out there that have delivered on that. And so um, I think that this whole, the you know, of course the, the structure of how they uh, generated funding for this is very different. I, I, I think people coming in now, are coming in with enough evidence of seeing where the game is going uh, and that there's legitimacy to what's being done. I think those of us who got into it years ago, yeah, there is a risk like anything else. I mean, how many indie games have we seen come and go, you know, on a Kickstarter, many or Steam, early access. And, and even over the last few years, the major developers, whether they be Bethesda or whoever, we've seen some big full pause from companies that we never would have expected to see mm. in development. 
And so I think that um, I, I think that we want people to know that, as you said, if you're giving money towards Star Citizen, do it because you believe in what they're doing and, and because you're supporting the endeavor of what they're doing. 45 bucks gets, gets you in. And for the people who pay just 45 bucks, we love you just as much as we pay for, love the person that pays 4,500 bucks. Oh, yeah. Get in and have fun with the game. Uh, I think that everybody here has been in their own way saying that, you know, check it out. You know, it, it, this is free fly week. Come in and check it out for yourselves. And and I think you'll see where that money has, is being spent and where it's being spent. And I think you'll you'll say, you know, I think Tweak said it earlier. You definitely get it once you get in there. You see where the hard work for this development goes. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. just to say, you're not, I, I'm not trying to be shitty, but I'm just going to say it. You're not any better or any worse than anyone else if you put in your $45, like, Oh, this mm-hmm. guy put in $45. That guy put in $800. That guy put in $12,000. You're all equally entitled to the game that you backed because you mm-hmm. put in the the amount that you're owed the game. People that put in more, if you're able to, and this is most importantly, and you want to, mazel tov. God bless. Enjoy. Yep. Have fun yep. with that. If you're Nobody's not able to or you don't want to, do not put in any money. Do not, mm-hmm. if you're in a situation where you're like, eh, my wife's going to get mad and I don't really have the money and this is going to, you know, make me not able to fulfill my family obligations, you know, for my kids and school and taxes and whatnot. Don't put in any money, man. You can get that ship by just playing in game and mining on another ship. Like it's all good. But if you're at the point, where you're able to and you want to, that is also beautiful. You do what what you feel is right. No more. So yeah, I just wanted to hop in on that because Griff, you said it way better than I ever could. No, now, you, you hit it on the head. <laughs> now that we've covered uh, that video, which like gave me so first off, a sexy ass fuck. I want that <laughs> ship, but B. If you sign on on the crew to that ship, you better expect to get a face hugger because that was giving me alien <laughs> vibes from top yeah. to bottom. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, this is going to end up with me trying to eat a grilled cheese sandwich and watching a fucking thing burst out of somebody's chest. This is not going to go well, but I'm along for the ride. Katie, take it away. Uh, 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 oh, sorry. I just, just want to say, so go ahead. Fast card? No, oh, at least when at least when it bursts out of his chest, it'll be singing, "Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, <laughs> dude. Spaceballs. I love it. Yes, yes. Katie, take it away. I, I, I was fortunate enough to witness when uh, Commander Avasa, who anyone from the AX community will know, yeah, from his AXID briefs, one of my favorite people. He brought his reclaimer to us when we were doing some Daymar practice on day some Daymar Ali practice. And that thing is <laughs> just genuinely imposing. It, the size of that thing is gargantuan. It's so big. It's so unimaginably big when you're looking at it from the ground. Um yeah, it's a very, very impressive ship. And as you say, very, very much the alien vibes from the interior. Uh amazing. They actually did an interview a while back where they had one of the developers on there and he was like, uh, yeah, we definitely took inspiration from Alien mm-hmm. on some of this. So that's like, legit, that's not by accident. 
um, tweaks. I believe you had some squad. Yeah, the stream that came out earlier in the week, I don't remember exactly what it was titled, but it was all about PvP in the verse. And Player Slayer. That, just, that was it, Player Slayer. And that just struck a nerve with me because I think I've been banging the drum for a long time and a lot of my PvP friends, Elite Dangerous suffers from the fact that FDEV doesn't give them anything to do. There's nothing for them to do and badness yeah, ensues yeah. because of it. What I see here and with CIG and Star Citizen is PvP is welcomed. They bring events, the 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 the, the emergent events, the Black Tails events, and Nine Tails, the Nine Tails, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. It's PvP is encouraged, yeah. and with the new system Pyro coming, that sounds like it's going to be a PvP haven. And it just really struck to me how different the two are in that regard, where. CIG is embracing the PvP community and going to give them a purpose and a place, whereas FDEV totally ignores them and pretends they don't exist. And I love that CIG is doing that. It's the right way to go, in my opinion. I will say one of my favorite things to do, um, Tweaked, is, uh, as you say, the support for the, the, the PvP community is amazing in that PvP bounties, like you commit a Crime Start 3, you get a bounty on you on the mission board for any other player to take. And if you escape from prison, because prison escape is a thing, you will get a, a recapture fugitive mission placed on you on that mission board, which means that PvP is not only an integral part uh, of the game, it's a rewarding part of the game as well, because you can be paid for doing PvP. Um, Faskar, I believe you had something to, to add as well. Yeah, you, um, you, uh, just for the point of fact, it, it's actually, if you're a new backer, you don't have to pay $45, it's only $40.50 if you're, if you're playing in US, US, um, currency. Also, you don't need to pay anything right now because you have a free fly. Hell yeah. so you just hop in, hop in the game and just try, try a different ship and get a feel for the game. And you have a free fly, I want to say every quarter almost. Or at, least, at least every six months. So mm -hmm. if you missed this reply, you can check it out in, in the future. So you don't have to pay anything if you don't want to. But um, I think it's worth it. I know there are a lot of a lot of people, especially from the Elite Dangerous commu community, who are skeptical about Star Citizen, about the experience of it, more than anything. And ultimately, like you say, you've got the free fly events a couple of times a year. That is the opportunity to without any any cost to yourself to just go and see if this is for you or not it might not be for you but it might be what you've been looking for for a very long time so it's worth going to check that out testify um griffin you also had some thoughts to this yeah kate i, I want to say first of all um I, the, my guys here from from soul citizens know that I have been posting your videos since day one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, in Thank our you video channel, I literally, <laughs> I literally put them in order chronologically in the whole nine months, right? <laughs> yep. Um, one of the things that I, I do want to say, and I, I'll say this to you guys because I've said it on our show, but I'm going to say it to you directly. You all have, in many ways, revitalized some of us in the sense of what we've been playing. And then let me explain what I mean by that. You all have the same desire and goal to find that space game, that genre game out there that really reaches into 
something different, right? Whether it be exploration, PVP, trading, mining, whatever the case may be. But you also come with a fresh set of eyes. And one of the things I've enjoyed about Kate's videos, and Kate, I know you're going to laugh when I say this, on your very first video, I was literally rolling, listening to you being concerned about the box that was on the bed of your bed. <laughs> Okay. Not just him, I wish to. Now, the reason why I laugh is because what I realize is that something that we take for granted that we've been doing for a long time, you found amazement in. And quite often, those of us who've been here for a while have forgotten some of the mind blowing, uh, you know, just the, the, the things that we take for granted, you know, walking in and out of a ship. Yeah. You know, no big deal to us. You know, we, we, it's, we've been doing it for so long. And so to hear your excitement and see that you guys appreciate what many of us have taken for granted for a little while because we've been doing it for so long has been really refreshing. Also, the fact that you're honest, you've, you've, you've made it very clear that the game and, you know, when we talk about a game being an alpha, what does that mean to most gamers when most of us either are in beta or early access, right? And so yeah. for a lot of people, they don't understand. And so when you hear about the crashes and this, that, and the other, there's a lot of frustration. But you always tell people, keep in mind, when you come into this game, it's an alpha. You, it is a mindset. Because otherwise, you will go out and commit Harry Carey. You'll, com you'll kill yourself if you <laughs> yeah. go into this game thinking about it being finished. It's very, it's very deceiving to come in and see. And you know this. Sometimes you can come in the game and nothing goes wrong. And there oh, are totally. other times you come in and every, you know, three or four times you're logging and it's a frustration, you know. So I appreciate the fact that you've been very honest in your review and explanation of what's been going on in the game. The point I wanted to tell you guys though, is don't forget that with the free fly, there's a referral bonus that's going on right now. And I'm not talking about the credits right now. If you bring someone else into the game, you and that person get a free dragonfly during this time. So if anybody's cool with those hover bikes, that's another thing that folks can take advantage of right now. If they take any of you guys' referral codes, you know, you guys will get a bike. They'll get a bike, and it's fun. Are we cool oh, with yeah. hover bikes? There's I love the Dragonfly. is my favorite thing in the game, honestly. The Dragonfly is just, I, I love it so much. Um, With, with regards to, to the, the bugs you mentioned, I just want to say really quickly that, yeah, in my videos, I wanted to show that because I believe that people have... People have a different tolerance to bugs, just like they have a different tolerance to grind. Some people will find that, that like, for example, the, 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 the grind that, that eventually turned off are really dangerous. Some people find that perfect, perfectly acceptable. Mm -hmm. That's fine. You know, it, it, it's what they they consider that to be to be uh, st a still enjoyable experience. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 I both applaud them, and I think that they, they you got to play the game to enjoy. If they're enjoying, if they're enjoying the experience play the game. Likewise with Star Citizen, I went into it thinking, there's going to be bugs, I'm going to shrug off some bugs. Now, I was personally surprised that there were less of the kind of super kind of, like, instance or game kind of ending bugs that I imagined. Mm -hmm. But they do exist, and you need to show that if every once in a while you're going to get disconnected, or every once in a while there's going to be some glitch or something. Um, and as you say, some days that's more common than others. I've had, I've had several days in a row where I've had no bugs whatsoever and then a session where every 30 minutes or something mm -hmm. I would get a disconnection um, so it's important to show those things I feel but mm. I don't feel like those I don't feel like that they are common enough to to diminish the experience I, th I feel like the experience is 
it trumps any bugs that you encounter. Well said. All right, let's rock and roll, Katie. So, moving on, again, within the community post, Captain Burks released a 3.14 Easy Beginner's Guide, which is a welcome to Star Citizen. Obviously, there have been some changes, quite a few changes within the 3.14 patch, the version of Star Citizen. And this is a guide that basically will just introduce you to the game if you are new. Mm. Um, there was a, a Star Citizen video of Meat Pony Zuravac. Uh, oh, Zuravac, I'm not sure, exactly sure how to pronounce it. But um, this was uh, a, a, an interview mm -hmm. uh, with Tony, who will be overseeing the development of Star Citizen's persistent, persistent universe from Austin. So let me let me hop in just real quick, Cardi. Sorry, Katie. Please. Uh, two things. On the Captain Burke's video, if you're new to Star Citizen, you need to watch that video. That video breaks down, like, legitimately. It goes point by point and says, like, okay, here's how you pick your starting location. Here's how you pick this. Here's how you pick that. It covers legitimately. It's like, turn on your, your ship. Make it ready to fly by hitting R. You can turn on the engines with I. You can turn, you know, or off with I. You can do this. You can do that. It goes point by point. It is a very comprehensive. If you're just starting for the very first time, watch that video. You will not be disappointed. And the Tony Z video, uh, this is, I, I pulled it, this is from a couple years back. This is a gem in the rough. We're going to cover a couple of Tony Z videos because Tony Z, to me, is the Dr. K of Star Citizen. I fucking love that dude. He is this crazy, beautiful mind genius. And that video, it's a 40-minute long video. It's a couple years old. It's when he first started on the project. Both Tony and Chris look so young in that video. And they talk for 40 minutes openly about... it's. Not only is that a beautiful video to get to know Tony Z, but that video is beautiful to get to know why Chris Roberts did this. Because... They just openly and honestly bitch about stuff that they were forced to do in the video games industry where it's like, yeah, when we were working for Origins, we had to do this. We had to do that. It sucked. We didn't like it. We're doing our own fucking thing now. And Chris just gushes about Tony Z and says, this guy was a genius. He was on a different team, but he was a friend of mine. And I wanted to poach the hell out of him when I was going to do my own thing because this is the beautiful mind that I want running my my dynamic universe i got want this guy running the ai so like legitimately i don't care if you're new to the project or if you're old to the project go watch that tony z video for 40 minutes and that will do more to sort of make you get where they're coming from with star citizen than any other video you can watch take it away katie I just want to add very quickly that with the uh, the beginner's guide that goes into such depth, um, that is really useful. For example, just, just to give you an example from my own experiences, I remember when I was starting and I got into my ship and I had no idea how to request takeoff from the hangar. And everyone was telling me, oh, it's just middle mouse button. They weren't explaining to me that you needed to look at an MFD and set it to the comms file and look at the, the the contact for the station you're in because to them that was all they, that was that was almost like a, a given you know um so so beginners guys like that when you're coming from a, a, a different game or you're completely new to it 
absolutely invaluable um, because there are a lot of things that, that even your friends playing the game might take for granted that you, that you should just instinctively know certain things. Um, so, there is also a database available to find any item in Star Citizen. This is finder.cornerstonebase.space. Obviously, this is extremely useful with uh, items in Star Citizen being sold at specific locations. Uh, it can be very, very useful to know where to go to find very specific items. Um, we have the ship naming conventions of the UEE Navy. Uh, this is a really, really cool um, uh, image um, that shows every uh, class of larger ship. Now, these are the ships at Hammerhead and above of the UE Navy. Um, they all have unique names given to them, and this, this document basically explains that. Uh, it's also a really, really lovely kind of uh, uh, image of the ships um, and just... the, uh, the Invictus logos on there as well. I just gotta so that's say, very, that's very cool. I just gotta say, Katie, look at the little teeny tiny carrick in that video. And I know, when you I know. fly up next to a video and you see, or sorry, when you fly up next to a carrick, I'm really drunk, and you see how they're like, dude, that is a small floating city. And then you see how small it is on that map compared to, you know, you look at a Pegasus, you look at a Javelin. Javelin is huge. Javelin is a flying Sacramento. And you look at how small that is next to the Retribution, and you're like, holy <laughs> shit, I, the scale. I commented that the Carrick in the hangar, when I first saw it, was so big, it becomes part of the environment. And on that image, the Carrick is, but uh, it looks like a light fighter compared to the scale of these larger ships, these larger, these larger carriers. And it's, it's remarkable, isn't it? The level of scale that they've got in this game for ships. Hell yeah. Can I say something real quick? Sure. Please. Yeah, in, in Victor's Week, uh, a few months back, we got to see the Idris. They had the Idris tour. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that thing was so huge, it made people... Uh, uh, melted interest because they realized that they won't be able to, to handle it uh, as a solo player. So that that that, that that thing changed a lot of mind. And so seeing this graphic here, I mean, I don't think the Twitch um video, the Twitch video does it does it justice because if you click on the link and, and expand it, that gives you a better idea of, of scale. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think I think FC you meant the javelin. The javelin it was. Yeah, 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 right. yeah javelin. Yep, yep, yep. crazy. Go ahead, Ken. Oh, oh go I'm ahead. sorry. I was no, just, go ahead. Just, in fact, I was going to say also one of the other cool things that happened was that the um, Bingle Carrier showed up as well. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but but when you saw the Bingle in comparison to the Javelin, and again, the Idris, as you were saying, you do start to realize this, the size of these ships is amazing. I mean, back to even what Katie was saying about the Reclaimer. You know, when you watch a Reclaimer in a video, it's one thing. When you stand next to the Reclaimer, it's an entirely different thing. Oh yeah, it really is. It really is. Uh, we have the uh, the player ship list, which is broken down by the year they were announced. Uh, this is essentially a kind of uh, a table showing the, the the years from 2012 to 2021, and it shows then the ships that were uh, publicly committed to, but not necessarily sold in that year. Um, it's really interesting. I mean, there are a lot of ships in Star Citizen, so knowing where the, the, the kind of origin point for them are, uh, it's really, really cool. Um, I'm not familiar with all of them, 
uh, I'm familiar with, with quite a few on the list now, but, but not all of them, certainly. I'm very, very interested to try the Raylan, um, which, from the images I've seen, it looks like a really, really cool ship mm. um, in terms of its, its design. Um, so the Star Citizen Galaxy Jump Point Transit Map, a map to known jump points connections between systems. Um, this is basically a, a map of the interconnecting star systems of the verse that we all have access to. Um, I don't know about you. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add a little bit of a moment now. I don't know about the rest of you who are elite, dangerous, familiar, where we have the local star systems are all very much true to real life and the namings are the real names. And I look at the, the, the transit map there, the, the map of the systems, and immediately I'm looking for, you know, the kind of the local stars around Sol. I'm only assuming that CLG have gone with different names for the systems nearby. Is there anyone comment on that? Yep, that is exactly the case. This is a thousand years into the future, and they're on a whole <laughs> other naming convention for, for all of this stuff. And a lot of them have very cool winks, I think, to different sci-fi tropes or whatever you see there's a system called idris you know there's a system called garen you've got viking you've got stuff like davian which to me as a as an old school you know BattleTech battle player house davian steiner and karita and yeah there's i think <laughs> you know odin and there's so many cool little winks and nods here to all different forms of uh, very very cool uh you know tyrol which is to me is a wink to 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 uh game of thrones like there's a lot of neat little winks here yeah but this is not the standard sort of star systems that like oh if you look around where it's like there's alpha centauri there's this there's that it's a whole different deal but they have a gleesy <laughs> mm -hmm. i do see the gleesy down there so there's at least one star named after Sure. I also saw Vega in there as well. Yeah, there were, there were a couple, definitely, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Orion, there's a few, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we also have the Star Citizen Mining Head Subcomponent Module Information. This would be really, really useful, for example. I'm just getting into mining now. I've, I've been on a, a few mining ventures with Hawks Gaming, who is like mega into mining. Um, his whole his whole is based around bringing home the space cheddar, which is his, you know how he would describe it. And they are like power miners. Well, I've been along and I've observed, and and they're they're amazingly efficient at what they do. But knowing more about the mining head components and and um, what they're used for would be extremely valuable. Um, there is a a hybrid V audio bouncing missiles on purpose video, which uh, is about the. The missiles have got new features like safety timers that prevent the missiles from detonating. I'm not entirely sure that that is the case because we've had some situations recently where launching torpedoes and missiles have self-impacted on the ship they launched from. So I'm not entirely convinced that they've quite solved that one just yet. Mm. Um, but there is a really interesting video on the subject if anyone is interested in learning more. Um, the Elgato Stream Deck button plugin for Star Citizen. I'm not in, enormously familiar with the Stream Deck itself. I know that you use one, Kai, right? You've got, you've got a Stream Deck? I've got one to my right and one to my left. I've got them <laughs> dual-mounted to my Monster Tech. Yeah, so... Can I they, ask you? Sure. Do they, do they give a significant <laughs> advantage? So, 
if you have, you know, twin verbals and you have more buttons than you could use, advantage per se, no. If you bother to discipline yourself to get the muscle memory of all of the different hats and whatnot, where I think it gives a significant advantage is that you can go in depth on programming them. And let's say you're a super combat person, so you have muscle memory for all all of your combat operations you know yeah you're gonna stick to just keeping your thumbs on your hodas because or your hostess because it's quicker and easier but let's say you decide to go on a hauling run or you decide to go on a mining op and you're doing something a little different you're getting into some stuff that you don't get into as much it does not hurt at all to have programmable buttons with little menus on there that you can see Oh yeah, this is the thing to go into ping motor. This is the thing to jettison all cargo. It's also, I, for example, in that case, jettison all cargo. If you're mining Quantanium Hardcore, there's going to be a few situations where you got to bite that bullet and dump the cargo. Not many, but few. That's the kind of thing that you want on the stream deck. That is not a thing that you want on your host ass where you're going to accidentally hit the wrong hat switch and boom, just drop all of your Quantanium. So, I mean, it, 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 it has its use cases for sure. Jules Verde has released part one of a video series covering the basics of uh, the um, Star Citizen uh, controller config. This is for the Xbox controller. Mm -hmm. uh, so, if you're using an Xbox controller, this is a kind of good reference for setting up that controller to use in Star Citizen. Just a, um, just a quick heads up. I included that link because it's part one. He's got like part one through six or whatever out. And he also just dropped the one that you're about to mention, which is Couch Citizen Controller Config for 3.14. So he's kept it up to date. And we have links in the show note to his video. His video has the links to the Nexus Mod link, the Mediafire link, and the Dropbox download site. So you can pull it up if you want to get his pre-config selections for uh, how you can button map everything in star citizen now to be clear this isn't on a standard xbox controller this is on the xbox elite controller so it's got you know several extra buttons and programs uh that you can do with it and it's you know whatever 180 bucks i bought one just because i was like yeah i definitely want to do fps on a controller and it was awesome because i ordered it on amazon and like three hours later it showed up it's like same day delivery just here you go so yeah it's interesting actually to think that i mean obviously for a lot of players they will use a mix of like myself they will use a mix of some some stick variation you know hotas hotas and mouse and keyboard i guess but mm. The benefit of a controller, I guess, is that you could have your on-foot and flight controls in, in one package. You know, mm -hmm. you can have everything together. Mm. And I want to um, give a, I just, sorry, I want to give a real quick shout out. Jules is in the chat live with us now. And he said, hey, thanks for the shout out on my work. Dude, your stuff is legit. And it, like, not even joking. I watched the first video. I started on the second video. And then I stopped watching your video, hopped over to Amazon, ordered the damn thing and then hop back to your video. So you, sir, should be getting a commission from Xbox for selling those Elite <laughs> controllers. Great job. Fantastic. Sorry, Katie. Go ahead. And this is over on Spectrum again. Star Citizen Information. This is a, a list of links for tools, software, HOTUS and keybinds, uh, keyboards, controllers, mouse and keybinds. 
and describe it in from your, your usual, you know, the, the kind of the kind of central tools that we use in Star Citizen, like Urkel for uh, setting up your ship. That's the equivalent of Coriolis for any Elite Dangerous players of this thing. Um, you've got your Joseph Gremlin stuff, SCJ Mapper V2. Um, so it's just a, it's a, a really useful page that contains a lot of links to tools and information that you may need if you are starting in Star Citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, Subliminal has released a video which is a, a ranking, a kind of tier video, if you will, of the fighter ships uh, in, in 3.14. Again, there have been a lot of changes to combat in 3.14. So having a, a refreshed... Oh, please, Kai, go ahead. Uh, oh, I just wanted to no, hop in. Laughing. I just okay. wanted to hop in and say that, uh, as far as I'm concerned, Subliminal is a combat god, and his video where he takes an hour and breaks down, and you hear his thought pro- He doesn't just say like this video is the best, this or this ship is the best, this ship is the worst. He literally pulls up each of the combat ships and says hmm let's see where we rate it and you hear his explanation for why he's like well this one is still zippy but its maneuverability got got cut down but its turret power got buffed but it's this power got cut down it like sublim if you have not seen that video take an hour pop it on while you're doing whatever you don't even need to see it see it because it's literally like there's visuals of him placing them in their place but really you can just play it on your earphones if you're, you know, vacuuming or doing stuff around the house. You're mowing the lawn. You can play it on your phone and your earphones, and you can get all of the value of it. You need to go see that if you care about combat rankings in 3.14. Because just sub- and also while you're there, you need to subscribe to Subliminal. You need to be subscribed to Star C- Soul Citizen, to Subliminal, to to Astro Pub, to Dig That. To tomato, to morphologist, get get on it. Uh, Dark Knight, you had something? No, I was just gonna actually. I was gonna echo what, what you just said about uh, subliminal. If you're really looking to outfit your ship and figure out what uh, is a good way to get your ship to your specifications, um, subliminal's videos are great. I mean, I, I when I first got into Star Citizen, and, and I'm not a combat player. Um, but his ship loadout videos were just absolutely essential for me learning how to build my ships themselves, whether it was for combat or, or if it was just for making it hulky enough as a cargo hauler, you know, something like that. It was, uh, he, he's put together some great content and, and he updates it regularly. So obviously with this new release of 3.14, he's updated all of his fighter ship rankings and he'll just continue to put more and more of this stuff out there. Hands down. He's, he's amazing. Hell yeah. Katie, take us home, baby. The, uh... Drake Vulture uh, is, uh, is highlighted on a Ships on the Roadmap video. I am a huge fan of Drake. Of Drake. I'm a mm. huge fan of Anvil. I'm a huge fan of Drake. And this is the, I don't know if you call it salvage or scrap reclamation, maybe, ship. Uh, it is very, very appealing to me. And I've looked at the internals of the ship. So this is a ship that can break down wreckage and things for reliable um, um, uh, resources, essentially. But it also has the space in it for a lot of cargo, for carrying things like a, an extra vehicle. Um, big fan. I, I like the look of it. It looks like a kind of weird dragonfly 
hybrid with a with a mole almost you know uh, uh it's it's a very very interesting ship very much looking forward to it um Fosca, i believe you have uh, something to add to this yeah, I just wanted to ask. You said you're you said you're, you're a fan of those manufacturers. That means you're not an Origin fan, because if you're not an Origin <laughs> fan, you're gonna have to issue with some of the people in the Discord. I like I I like the utilitarian thing. I'm I'm big into the kind of angular utilitarian thing. Luxury isn't for me. <laughs> right on, right on. <laughs> that's fine. We always need to have the workers, so that's no problem. <laughs> wow. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. This 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 ship. I, I've got a yellow jacket dragonfly, and this mm-hmm. ship looks remarkably close to the. Yeah. Looks like an upscaled yeah. yellow jacket dragonfly. Hell Very yeah. cool. Oh yeah, they carried mm-hmm. the design form over from it. it. It definitely is. You can see the influence on it. It's 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 a great. A lot of us are looking forward to the whole salvage thing. You know, it's it's something that yeah, that mechanic is going to be so cool. Touching back on the uh, the reclaimer, I believe that the the central the central purpose of the reclaimer is salvage, right? Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. It's the it's kind of the granddaddy. CIG really is trying to put out what they would consider. Um, like that entry level, kind of how the freelancer, I mean, not the freelancer, the uh, prospector is for mining, you know, single person, get your feet wet. That's how you get started. Uh, then there's the mole, which is kind of like that middle ground where you start introducing multiplayer. And then you get to the Orion where you're in the advanced level of mining. And so <laughs> it's the same thing with salvage, you know, the, this, that, that, um, that's, that's going to be pretty much the same order of things. And of course the, uh, reclaimer is the granddaddy of salvaging. Yeah. Yeah. And so you had the vehicle ship for, for the rock and the rock to yes. Yeah, the, the for the mining for ship wise, it's kind of like the misc is what I do, the mole is what I do with a few friends, and the Orion is what I do with an org. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a video by uh, Super Mac Brother. Sticking with Super Mac Brother, uh, another amazing video this week it is uh, so much done. Cortec Navmesh, new vehicle, fire, and. Uh, work finished in August. This is this is basically a, a roundup of all of the work that's been completed in August by CIG, um, and there's, there's a lot of really promising stuff coming. I I, I personally am a am a, a fan of the the on foot stuff in Sussex and almost as much maybe maybe even slightly more than I am a fan of the the ship stuff. Um, and I think that just stems from we didn't get a lot of that, in, even with Odyssey, we didn't get a very good showing of that. With Odyssey in Early Dangerous, um, so that the, the nav mesh work is of great interest to me. Mm-hmm. But all of the other, all of the other core tech that's been highlighted in the video here, really great stuff. Absolutely. All right, so that takes us to the Star Citizen discussion topic. Whew. Let's pull up the Star Citizen roadmap release view for you guys to take a look at here. Um, so 3.14 was hyped in the community as the Orison Crusader patch, but I think that historically we'll look back on it as much more of a big combat rebalance patch that evened out a lot of the various factors and set the stage for turning combat into a much more balanced game loop. Additionally, and maybe even more importantly, with the additional power given to turrets, missile operator mode, power management, and various other aspects of flight and combat controls, this is a patch where multi-crew has ascended to actually being the powerful force multiplier that it was always intended to be and needs to be in order for the ecosystem of Star Citizen playstyles to be properly balanced to offer incentives to multi-crew. 
Additionally, while 3.15 is being touted as the medical patch, I believe that looking closer at the various aspects of play, much better way to look at it would be to say that this is the survivability tier one patch. Medical gameplay and the beginning of Death of a Spaceman are just one aspect that when taken in conjunction with physicalized inventory, dynamic loot generation in situ, the necessity to keep track of what assets are kept where and later as the systems continue to evolve we have hints such as the offhanded comment made by a dev in the isc where they discuss the upcoming physical hangers and loading where he said next year is going to be really about redefining uh, and beefing up the economy in addition it's been noticed that some of the preliminary steps for server meshing have already been added to the game some people have crashed to a 30k, then loaded back into the game at their last location with their cargo and ship still intact. This isn't something that everyone's had experience, but people have had it happen here and there, and they've taken to Spectrum to go to the forums and say like, hey, what's going on with this? How come I pop back up with my stuff still? That's weird. And when questioning this on Spectrum, they've been responded to by CIG indicating that yes, in 3.14, some preliminary aspects of server meshing were added for testing and work, sort of a stealth add. Uh, and these factors taken in conjunction all together indicate to me that Star Citizen is now moving to a different phase of development where, you know, for so long they were first building the company. And then they had to build the, you know, once they built the company, they had to build the tools. And now... You know, they, they were building the tools to allow them to build the completed game loops. Now they're getting to the point where sort of the tools are more and more falling into place and they're actually focusing on the game loops. And we're now moving into sort of phase three where the actual game loops are starting to firm up. The goal then would logically be to complete the rough versions of all of these game loops, then do a second pass to polish those loops or features once this is complete then they just need to go back through each feature to sort of fill it out with polished content so in short i'm positing that we are now seeing in sort of end of 2021 to mid 2022 maybe end of 2022 the star citizen project is making a major shift towards being a much more playable now game and shedding many of the remaining vestiges of its earlier sort of tech demo phase and i'd really like to get sort of i feel like this is the kind of thing that sneaks up on you and you don't see it when you're in it you know you don't see the forest for the trees but i think we're going to look back on end of 2021 and mid to all of 2022 as that time when star citizen rounds the corner from this is exciting and it's a pretty picture generator and it's also frustrating as all shit to hey wow this is becoming much more a real playable enjoyable game that i can have fun with now and they're going to add even more beautiful stuff in the future and a big chunk of this ties in with the whole server meshing thing that is actually starting just starting to happen but i feel like we're about to over the next six to 18 months it's it's happening and i'm super fucking excited 
Let's go around the horn and get everybody's contribution in this. Let's start with Roy. Yeah, so when you mentioned the the multi-crew really starting to come into its own, what I thought of is, and I, and I think this is a, for, for people coming over from Elite, maybe one of the biggest differences in the philosophy of how the game is balanced, uh, and it can also lead to, uh, you know, lead to uh, the whole concept around whether it's pay to win or not, is that in Elite, we've kind of been spoiled by being able to solo fly ships like the Corvette and the Anaconda, and um, those those equivalents in Star Citizen, not only do they need a crew, but they're, they're very, very uh, diminished if you try to fly them solo. Some of them, it's it's useless if you try to fly them solo in a, in a combat sense. And that's, that's I think, something that... Um, I mean, I, I started playing in, in 3.13, and, of course, I was playing the starter ships and the fighters and things like that, and had a few chances to try out and play in, in the in the, the multi-crew ships. And it really didn't dawn on me until I'd played it for a bit, and now with the, the changes that are coming in 3.14, and they've changed some of the balancing, that... It's a big deal that you can't just go buy a big ship and you know be powerful. You've got to have a crew. You've got to have uh, friends to play with, and you know from the community to make it really uh, get to its full potential. So I just it it occurred to me that's a thing that if you're coming to this game straight from from elite to be be aware of, and I do think it kind of tamps down the 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 whole argument about you know someone went and bought a big ship and now they're they're advantaged over me well really only if they've got a bunch of people they play with all the time and that you can go do that too you know uh, or be a part of a crew like that so um Haiti, you got some thoughts on this i absolutely do so what you just said then is completely true um that the 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 this the argument of pay to win well you, in a way, yeah, but, but like you said, Hammerhead, Hammerhead is an outstanding military vessel, and if you've got the money to pay for one, you can buy one, yeah. But the part, if you're if you're trying to solo this, no, no, it, it won't work. You need a crew of seven people to really get the most out, out of that ship, and if you've got that, it is an amazing experience. Um, but but solo, not so much. There, there is a with the, with this patch, especially with the the emphasis now being on multi-crewing ships. Um, there is definitely less opportunity for a solo player to take down some of the bigger targets. I was having a discussion with um, Dark Mortis, who anyone who's watching my videos will know as Morty in the videos earlier on today, and we were actually having a uh, not an argument, but certainly a, a, a debate over the changes. Now, I, I really like the changes. I like the fact that the difficulty has increased. There are more limits on the ships. The AI has been improved. Um, now, Morty was, was arguing that he liked being able to solo hammerheads in, you know, in under a minute in mm -hmm. the uh, in this vanguard. And you can still solo a hammerhead in a vanguard. It'll take you a bit longer, and you'll have to put up more of a fight to do it. Um, but I think that what you mentioned a minute ago, Roy, about, about the large ships being more difficult, about multi-crew being essential. There is a mindset that elite dangerous players have, maybe, where everything should be sellable by you alone. And retreat, withdrawing from... Like, like if I'm in a situation where I'm, I'm fighting a, an arrow, and then a hammerhead jumps in. My mindset is, if I'm in my hook, for example, with the current build, my, my mindset is... This is not a fight that I want to be taking on. I'm going to duck out. I'm going to jump away. Yep. 
Morty's Morty's mindset is not like that. Morty's mindset was, I want to take on whatever is in front of me. And I think that a lot of really dangerous players, for example, will be of that mindset because in really dangerous, everything is soloable. Every ship is every ship is essentially a one person ship. Like multi cruising really isn't really a thing in in really dangerous. Not not in the way it is in Star Citizen. But CIG wants to promote multi crew, and I I think that's a, I think that's the right direction with this game. I've I think that. If you have those experiences in a ship, like me and Tweak had last night, three of us on a on a caterpillar, so we were the pilot with the two gunners. The the the, the coordination and the the teamwork you get from doing that in this game with this patch in particular is just amazing. It, it trumps any wing situation. It trumps any situation where there's three players, three ships. The, the coordination you need to run a big ship is worth... If, if you're not a social person, there are plenty of communities out there where you don't need to be particularly social. You just need to have a practical mind on fulfilling your role within the ship. And you don't even need to spend a lot of money. If you've got that, you've got that starter pack, you've got your Aurora, you've got your Mustang, you can join communities where someone will have a hammerhead, someone will have a Carrack. And they need you to. They need help crewing it. And I tell you now, you may think that a side turret on one of these ships is not the the star role, but you will get some significant gameplay from being in that turret. You will land yep. a significant amount of shots on target. You will see oh, plenty good. of ships explode under your fire by fulfilling that role. Griff, uh, I know you've you've got some some thoughts on this as well. No, I, I think that. You hit on something that I think a lot of people, not just elite players, I don't think it's just elite players that have that sentiment. Um, I think that the idea of cooperative play at that level is something else that has been taken away from gamers. And we've forgotten what it's like to actually coordinate at that level because so many games do allow you to solo through. And then when we do run into something that we can't solo, we kind of, you know, grit our teeth and stomp our feet, right? Because we've been used to being able to do that. Um even people who've been playing Star Citizen, because the game is constantly evolving, we get used to something being a certain way. And when, say, for example, in the earlier days with, with, with dogfighting, the dogfighting was almost more like jousting. We, we were flying at excessive speeds. You blurred past the next person. There was no real being able to target people. You had to do a lot of decoupling, things of that nature. But Chris eventually let people know that he wants us to do close quarter combat. He wants us to not just fire at a ship, but that you actually can target the shields or you could target the engines or you can target the quantum drive. And in order to do that, you have to have piloting skills to get in close to a ship. And, and so he he's pushing us to see gaming a little differently. And I know for some people, it, it seems to be a bit much, but the more, as you said, the more you do it, the more it starts to make sense. Um, you know, I've seen people in an Aurora, right? One of the most inexpensive ships in the game, take on people in a Hornet and kill them because they've, they've learned the skills of fighting in the game. Even though the Hornet costs more money, the Aurora is minimal, but that person has taken the time out to learn the mechanics of the game and defeat someone flying in a ship that in both real money and game money costs a lot more. At the same time, I can't take an Aurora and roll up on somebody in a, a Perseus and say, I'm going to take this ship out. No way. I, like you said, I'm going to 
I'm going to turn my quantum drive on and, and leave and go get some help. So I, I think yeah. that we have to understand that, that the game is being designed that way. You wouldn't do that in real life. You know, you no, want to go on no. an aircraft carrier in your, in your, you know, your speedboat. So, you know, I, I think that it, there, there is a mindset thing of understanding that, and not to mention, not to be funny, but the person that paid 16 million in credits for their ship is not going to be taken out by the person who paid 4 million yeah. in their ship. You know what I mean? That, there's an imbalance there. So I know that there may be that, you know, that slobbering to take out the next big whale, you know, the Moby Dick, but I'm sorry, Moby Dick's going to win, you know, in the long run. I think that on that note, like you said then, I think that if you think about space battles in cinema and and how they would intrinsically play out, you would have the large capital ships going after each other, you'd have the fighters taking each other on, a group of fighters maybe, you know, plucky fighters could go and Mm -hmm. and take on one of those large hammerhead ships and things. But I like the current, I feel like it was too easy to take out these ships in the previous build. And actually, Mm -hmm. just just very quickly before we move on, um, what you mentioned about teamwork, when me and Tweaks and, and Stick, who was our pilot for the night, were in the, the, uh, the Caterpillar um, last night, I was having to, to relate to him as we were engaging a hammerhead that, like, for example, the front shield's down, you need to face right, you know, you need to get that right, the right side shield facing over, off that way. Now the right side, right side's down, let's, let's face the left that way. The teamwork involved was amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. really, really amazing. Absolutely. Um, Wolf, I think you have something to add to this as well. The I haven't played, you know, a whole lot in Star Citizen. I've fired it up. I've had some hardware issues. I'm working through them. I have uh, some stuff on order to make that happen. the The thing that I'm getting hang that I get the hang the hang up with three fourteen is the most fun I had in Elite Dangerous was when, as a group, we would play together. And we would do something, be it a CZ, be it just screw around at a base, do whatever. The fact that in Star Citizen they're making it, I'm not going to say nearly essential, but highly um, sought after for some parts of the gameplay, to have a group of people to play with, to have a group that's going to work together cohesively to man the ship, to do a specific thing in their own parts, and as part of the whole. I see this getting protracted out to something bigger, where when we can have multiples of these multi-crew ships in, and they're engaging each other, and you have the ships fully filled with all their slots, and then you have fighters flying around to do their stuff, that's going to be some amazing (laughs) gameplay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm I want to hop in with a quick observation, just to clarify, because I, I know Wolf didn't mean it, but uh, it could be heard, if you don't know what he's talking about, you could maybe hear what he said and think that he said, well, you kind of need a group to play Star Citizen. You absolutely don't. You can play by yourself any day of the week for as long as you like in the right ship. If you are wanting to play by yourself Hop in a single-seater ship and go and have fun in the verse. If you want to drive an aircraft carrier, for example, that is the kind of thing that you need, you know, for in real life, one guy, no matter how good he is, cannot drive an aircraft carrier. You need thousands of people to work that damn thing. 
in Star Citizen, if you want to fly a Javelin or a Hammerhead, you know, you need to have a group because otherwise you're that asshole who's trying to drive a fleet carrier, an aircraft carrier by yourself or a submarine or a USS destroyer. You can't. You need a group for that. But that does not stop you from saying, oh, I want to log in. Oh, all my friends are not playing today. All right, cool. Go hop in a fighter, a single fighter, and go and have fun. Uh, so we got, let's see, first up was Fastcart, and then Katie, and then Tweet. Go for it with your observations. Fastcart? Yeah, I just want to say, that 6 to 18 month estimate you gave earlier, that's been said by Badger since about 2014. Uh, they're Fair. expecting the, 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 the game in 2016. But? We're still in the first, the first 90% of the game development, and we know that the, the first 90% <laughs> Uh, the last 10% takes as long as the first 90%. So don't expect this game to be out until... Oh, no, no, no. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm to, joking. Oh, uh, just to clarify, <laughs> though. Just to clarify. I wasn't saying the game will be done by then. I'm saying it's moving to the phase of being more enjoyable as a playable... It's less tech demo and more actual, like, alpha, you know, alpha slash beta game. Uh, Katie? Yeah. yeah. And, and oh. I, 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 I wasn't done. Um, the, the, the thing okay. about the, I, I don't think people should blame Chris Roberts for the, for development taking so long. I think it should be <coughs> the, uh, on the backage because we're the ones who said go ahead and make and make the game bigger, make the game better. So True. the people who to, to try to blame Chris Roberts for this, I, I think they're they're mistaken. But uh, to, to your point about the the. The stuff getting done, mm-hmm. I, I I do agree with you. Cause uh, there's a, a Tony G interview. You talk about Tony G from 2014, mm-hmm. one a few months back, mm-hmm. where he said that ICAST was largely complete. Yep. So, so good, good stuff are, are, are coming sooner rather than later. Yeah, that one from like a month and a half ago. That that it was in May. That it was like a 48 minute video. That was incredible. We've highlighted it on the show. Good stuff, Katie. Yeah, and then Tweaks got his observations. Before I before I get onto my point, I just want to add to what Fastcard just said. That I think though as well, in terms of the development timeline, you got to think that. A lot of that early progress would have been setting up the underlying tech that lets us do these amazing things now. You know, you've got to build that tech before you can do the cool, impressive stuff that we see now. You've got to build that tech, and that's a slow process. And they invested in that early, and that's why we're seeing such good results right now. Um, I just wanted to touch on the the, the argument about the the multi-crew uh, or an organization being essential. Uh, I think that there's a misunderstanding here, which is that they, they were, they were like in real life, like you mentioned, that there were different levels of engaging targets. Like, so if you're, if you're, if you're a solo player, you, you, let's say I'm going to use my favorite ship, which is the Anvil Hawk. Now, the Anvil Hawk in the current patch, no problem against other fighters, even something bigger than it, even something like a Vanguard, you can, you can take those on because they are also combat fast-moving combat ships that, are, that don't have the kind of the reserve of shield and hull something much larger has. Something like the Hammerhead, you can take one on, sure. You're going to have a real, real hard time solo doing that. You're going to have a real hard time. You can go back and repair, or if you've got support from other ships, like during a big event, like the, 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 the big events, like Nine Tails, for example, you'll have a lot of friendly support to take those targets on. But like in real life, there is an appropriate level of ship-to-ship 
combat that you should be aiming for. Like if you're fight if you're if you're flying something very small, you're going to want to take on targets that are of a similar size to you. Or if you're going to take on something bigger, you should do so expecting difficulty. Mm. Now the larger warships like the Hammerhead, for example, the more appropriate ship to take them on is another large ship, just like in real life. And I think that CIGR gearing the development of the game, the direction the game is going in that direction, where it makes a there is a logic behind it. Where if you're going to take on a very large ship, you should be you should be fielding a very large ship. Absolutely. We're going to pass to Tweet because we got to keep things moving. But I just am going to say this, Katie. It's not that the Cuddy Black and I are angry with you. We're just so disappointed. <laughs> and Phil Hawk, go Tweet. Yeah, I, I think this is absolutely the right way to go. And I had an argument, well, a debate with some of my friends earlier today about this, that they wanted the the combat from the last patch as opposed to this one. And my argument was they're they're facilitating multiplayer gameplay. And an Elite Dangerous, and a stat came out, I don't know, six months, a year ago, that the vast majority of Elite Dangerous players play solo. They play by themselves. And I feel like they each their own, but I really feel like that's a disservice because Elite Dangerous was never more fun than when I was in a wing with people, whether we were working CZs or we were going bug hunting or we were my group mining together. It was always so much more fun with people. Mm. But we could not do in Elite what CIG is trying to get us to do where you're, if I'm in my Cuddy Black and, and I get attacked by a pirate, I'm way better off if I've got a buddy that can hop in my turret and give me some cover fire. It's just, it's it's what it should be. It's cool. And it's going towards the direction of when we were in that uh, Caterpillar last night and all the warning lights were flashing and the sparks were flying and the smoke was everywhere. Eventually, there's going to be gameplay where somebody has to fix that stuff so so we can make it to the station and such. It's going to be beneficial to have friends. If you want to play alone, there are game loops to do. You can go mining. You can go exploring. You can do these different things by yourself. But I, I implore everybody it is so much more fun with friends and people are so friendly the community is every bit as helpful and great as the elite community was or is and it's just you can easily get with people there's orgs to have there's discord there's so many ways to get with people and say hey i need to uh, go into the system chat uh, the general chat and just say hey Anybody got a ship that needs a turret gunner and somebody's going to invite you to come and help them out. It's an amazing experience and I think it's absolutely the right way to go. But tweaked, I was going to go to Tashi Station and pick up power converters. <laughs> Shut the hell up, get in the fucking turret and drink your blue milk, kid. Uh, okay, Roy, you had an a observation and then we're going to pass to DK for his thoughts on this. So in, in talking about 3.5 as the survivability patch, you know, you mentioned some people are going to be focused on the medical. Where I go with it is the, the whole thing about physicalized inventory, um, I think that's going to drive, I mean, it's going to drive all kinds of things, but in specific, a lot of specialization. You think about how now if you're in an FPS crew and you're going to go do a mission, everybody's got everything. Everybody's got 5 or 10 or 20 or 100 of everything. Now you're going to have the guy with the heavy weapon, 
the guy with the light armor, the person with with uh, the supplies. You might even have people running logistics runs if you're if you're taking a lot of time to do a, a mission. Um, I, I'm just excited for that. That it, it's going to, I think, open up a lot of avenues for support roles and, and specialization. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, DK, you're up. Your thoughts? Uh, you know, I just want to jump on to what you just said there, Roy. Um, and I was actually just writing this down. Uh, is that your roles and the ships that you fly uh, are, are, are uh, become more defined now, uh, and you? Uh, become more of what your role is. So say if I'm a logistics person, um, I like passenger flights, I like to do that in Elite, um, and uh, and I like cargo running. So if I, those are my roles. Those are the things I'm into. So my ships are going to be that part of that role and be they mm -hmm. multi-crew with uh, a couple other people who are also part of that role and we're running an operation or something like that. That's what makes that ship. If I'm going to do it by myself... I'll find my little small cargo ship and then run a couple little FedEx runs, you know, to, to you know, just for a quick buck here or there. Um, but then in addition to like the physicalized inventory you were just talking about, Roy, um, what I'm going to bring along with me is also going to be a part of that role. Am I going to need a heavy weaponry with me when I'm going on making a cargo run or running passengers, you know, to another star system? Probably not. But am I going to have to have, you know, a, a decent uh, flight suit, uh, you know, an undersuit and a nice helmet that, you know, that at least looks, you know, that I haven't been in a war? Yeah, I'll probably need to have something like, and need to make sure that's on board my ship. Um, that'll go, go for all the different roles that are out there. Um, but on general, I, I kind of want to just real quick just point on general multi-crew. Um, you know, Katie, you, you, you mentioned that this it's encouraging a multi-crew it's encouraging you to participate with friends you can do things on your you know on, on your own solo um but if you really want to be in that big ship like a hammerhead and fly that around with you you know and pilot a hammerhead you can pilot a hammerhead but you best to bring at least five or six of your friends along with you and yeah pilot your hammerhead that way you can pilot the hammerhead or if somebody in your group has a hammerhead asked to be the pilot and then everybody else can be on the turrets we do that all the time with our work um and, and it just makes it more fun and i don't have to have a hammerhead if, if i don't need to buy it <laughs> in game or in real life somebody else has one i can play with okay, absolutely absolutely <laughs> uh okay so griff and fast cart you both hopped in earlier with statements but i just want to make sure do you guys have anything else to add specifically onto this I don't want to not call on you specifically, and if not, then we'll move on because we got a lots to get to still. I, I just want to say that I I, I, I disagree with Dark Knight because I'm going to have five accounts and I'm going to multi box Dark Knight and I'm going to I'm going to fly that big ship by myself. Okay? <laughs> oh, watch out! We got an Eve player <laughs> over here. <laughs> hey, I did play Eve. That's what I didn't Eve, but I'm yep. not going to do that. In Dark Knight, that's way too much work. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! Godspeed, good sir, Chris. <laughs> No, no, nothing, uh, nothing that I really want to share other than the fact that uh, I, I do agree with you, Kai, that I think, you know, it's always, you know, the thing that people want to say is, oh, this year is going to be the year. Um, but I, I do think that for those of us who've been following development, we're seeing how things are coming together. And I, I do believe that over the next few patches for this year and then going into next year, the CIG is going to make some huge strides. And I think that people are going to be very happy. Uh, I know that you've done this before. 
But I do want to make sure that we're distinguishing the difference between Star Citizen, the universe, and Squadron 42. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes the expectations are there between the two, between the standalone game and the uh, living universe. So, you know, when we talk about, and I think that's what you've been referring to when we start talking about the movement of development, we're really talking about what we're going to see happening with the Star Citizen universe. Squadron 42, though, down, I think just as much right around, not much further, not much further as far as I'm concerned. I'm I'm legitimately thinking next Christmas, not this Christmas, yeah. not yeah, 2021 right. Christmas, but I'm thinking 2022 yeah. Christmas. Yeah, that's yeah. just a guess. And also, yeah. it could just as easily get pushed to next summer and still be kind of within the window of what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Safe yep. bet. Whoo! All right, guys, let's move on to Nomansky news. What's up? Check out this shit. I'm calling an audible here. We're going to make some changes. I'm going to do the voice of Nomansky this week because we're going to get it done fast. We're moving Wolf down to the bottom. You're going to be the discussion topic because everything else is just fucking speculation at this point. So let's roll. Right off the bat, I want to respond to Jules Nice in the uh, comment section where he says, man, I want to play that uh, Nomansky, but I can't get past the whole inventory management system. Let me tell you something, brother. You can go and they have it. They fully support it the nexus mods has mods where you can literally just max out your inventory on everything super super easy and get past all of that bullshit so have fun with that because that game is legit crack it is worth it it is fun you should have it um 
Survival Bob, No Man's Sky tips and tricks for 2021. One example just off the top I'm going to just pull out on this video. Carry around a nutrient processor. It's portable, can be dropped anywhere, and basically provides you with a 25 slots free of extra inventory in one slot. That's one piece that took about 8 seconds off of a 10 minute video where he gives you tips. Watch it. Survival Bob, he knows his shit. Speaking of, Survival Bob, No Man's Sky, Portal Guide 2021. How to find anything and everything. Link is in the show notes. Uh, Jamsterman25. How the heck did I get addicted to No Man's Sky in 2021? 11 minutes long. Link is in the show notes. This guy talks about how he started playing No Man's Sky when it first dropped. Was like, wow, this is awesome. He was there for the midnight release, whatever. This is awesome. Played it. Got bored. Stopped playing it for years came back after all of these successive updates that they've made where they made shit amazing and he's like holy shit i'm in love with this game again what is going on here uh yeah let's get some b-roll going for you guys um and it's it is like legitimately awesome and he's loving it so go and check it out uh now we have secured a tentative site for the bsl the black sky legion hub location we're waiting until the patch drops we're waiting to build because there's been lots of rumors about um planetary rerolls, and we don't want to start building this thing and then find that our site sucks now and then have a whole whatever so we're just chilling until this patch drops then we're going to play the hell out of it for a week or so and then we're going to start in on building up the Black Sky Legion hub. We're going to have it for you. It's going to be awesome. It's going to have all kinds of shit for new players to just show up and get freebies on lots of loot and stuff to give you the best start to the game. We will post all of that information as soon as it's up and running. We want to give you guys a cool clubhouse to hang out at and also just get rich for free. Uh, that moves us to our discussion topic. Our discussion topic was going to be no Man's Sky speculation on this new patch. I'm calling an audible, and we're going to make the d discussion topic. Wolf discusses his love affair with Nomansky. Wolf, take it away. Yeah, this, as I hinted to earlier, th this game is, is my new crack. Um, yes, you can pick the game up, and you can put it down, and then not come back for it for a week. Uh, I have yet to do that for more than a day at a time because it's so much fun. Um, I have had an absolute blast. Just, I started the game. I had a little bit of an oops because it was, oh, hey, I can break all this shit and keep walking around and keep walking around and keep walking around. Oh, wait, what was that mission I was supposed to do? Where's my starter ship? I have no idea. And had to have a buddy of mine come over and help me find it. And I was 8,000 footsteps away so that was fun um i haven't used an xbox controller or any controller really for a decade uh so having to relearn that was fun especially when i got jumped by hostiles while just flying around in an asteroid belt shooting up stuff because it was fun um trying to change over weapons to something far more effective and then actually like firing at the thing i wanted to shoot because well you know thumbs and I'm I'm way more used to a Hodas. I love I love flying with sticks and throttle and who knows, maybe one day I'll I'll grow up and become a big boy and get dual verples and do all the fun stuff that uh, Black Maze can do with all of his videos and make all the pretty happen for my own eyeballs. Um 
I have had an absolutely amazing time finding out like what the different planets are. Like their planets are absolutely beautiful. And they will try to kill you in all kinds of interesting and different ways and figuring out how to counter that and what to go get and what to refine and what to put in your suit and what modules to put on your suit and then running out of slots and having to go to all the different stations everywhere and unlock the slots. And yeah, there's mods that help out with that. And after that got pointed out to me for a few of them, that's made life a lot easier, but you didn't have to. I absolutely adore and am completely enamored with the fact that they have taken the idea of procedural generation and run with it to the point of just it's anything and everything and it's all there and all you have to do is go to somewhere new and you'll see something new it it's fantastic why why can this not be present in other things? This would be so much to have in other things. It would be great. When you say other things, are we talking about other things that start with an E and end with I a leet? To leave that, I was trying to leave that part out and make it a little less obvious. But yes. <laughs> okay. Fair, fair. Okay. Beautiful. I, I love you, brother. All right. That takes us to Elite News Weekly. Roy. Hell, actually, starting off the bat, the Dark Wheel update. Uh, tw uh, Wolf, there, that's right, I'm not that drunk. Take it away! Wolf. <laughs> Yay, my drunk ass gets to talk again. Um, we have got a tremendous amount of stuff to cover this week, so I will be exceedingly brief with it as I possibly can. Um, we've got lots of expansions that are happening, and another one that's gonna happen. Uh, Tyronium. The Dark Wheel arrived there from the last expansion of the Nine Puppets. The controlling player faction, Leviathan Scout Regiment, would love to have us as a neighbor. So we're going to be good neighbors. We're going to be a number two, and we're not going to challenge for the system. Roll on. We're going to expand out of HR 4979. I don't know where we're going, but when it happens, sometime between August 28th and 30th, I'll deal with the diplomacy, and we'll figure out what we're doing next. Uh, B183106. Uh, we're climbing there. We are number two in the system, and... Notionally, within about a week, we could probably own the system. Um, that would be very awesome because that adds another system that will fly the Dark Wheels flag. We also have a uh, thing going on in Turditani. Yes, that old system near Lave. <laughs> Fuck that system. Yeah, no, no, that's that's the turd. That's the poop system. Mm -hmm. That that system sucks. It's it's tiny and it's only got tiny stations and. My god, was it a pain in the ass to work that system getting to lave. Excellent news! The Federal Reclamation Company has decided that they want to own it. So I've been talking with them, and they've been talking with me, and we've come to a mutually agreeable solution to they're going to own the system, they're going to keep us at number two, they're going to run the BGS, and we don't have to smell that system no more. Awesome Good news! Time. Roy, take it away. Yeah, so in uh, Elite, in this week, we first up got a video from Voss3303, Choose Onion Head. So this is, let me get this straight, First Lave Radio did an homage to Train Spotting's intro, Choose Life, uh, Choose Onion Head. Then now Voss has made a video uh, of Psycho Kyle's old Lave Radio bit, mm -hmm. and that's what's been published. It's, it's really good. It's well done. It's funny. 
uh, definitely definitely worth a watch. Oh yeah. Um, next up, AXI announced a new faster method for finding non-human signal sources using your F FSS scanner. So when you're using the uh, when you're looking at the NHSSs on the scanner, they fall into three distinct groupings. So uh, let me see if I get this right. The ones with the squiggle on the left are scout only. The ones with the squiggle on the right are interceptor only. And if it's in the middle, it's scout plus interceptor variance. Yep. So there you go. Little good little tip. Uh, we've got a couple of um, really interesting uh, Elite Dangerous Odyssey exobiology exploration guides. The first up is from Commander Exorcist: Finding Active Geology and EDO. Um, I really like this one in that this harkens back to before. Uh, biology and geology were points of interest and they were just spread all over the planet. That's what's happened now, obviously, with Odyssey. And so this is where you start to get tips and tricks on there's relationships between different ge geography aspects mm -hmm. and where you're going to find these things. So uh, great video from Commander Exorcist. Expect to see see more like that. Uh, Canon Research also put out an organic scanning guide. Um, go check that out. They've got a one thing I was um, when I was checking that out. They've got another link in there to uh, uh, you know the fees you can earn from different organics. The link wasn't working. I'm sure they'll get that fixed, but that's something I was really interested in checking out to help you sort of prioritize what you want to go after. Mm -hmm. um, we've got a new uh, beta of uh, ED HUD mod. Those of you that remember using that in Horizons to customize your HUD colors, there's a beta of that now. Uh, works in Odyssey. Uh, I think only on the front panel so far. So there's still improving it so check that out elite discovery has put out uh, another update uh, specifically for uh, for odyssey this has things like new panels for suits and loadouts and different resources they did a major overhaul on the web interface uh, there's a new companion a api for pc commanders um, and then some stuff you know more specifically around odyssey like engineering for weapons and suits uh, uh, reworked to add the special effects, tech mm -hmm. brokers, and shopping lists, and some stuff like that. So, uh, if you're a, if you're a frequent user of ED Discovery, make sure you download that update. Uh, Scott Gust put out a, I'd say a charming video on mm -hmm. what more do you want from EDO, ED, ED Odyssey. Uh, you know, it's, I think it's worth a watch. I, I enjoyed it in the sense that he's really, uh, if you take a step back from. Uh, you know the, all the vitriol that came as Odyssey first launched. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's gotten improved since patch six, uh, update six, whatever you want to call it. I've been playing uh, my exploration the last two weeks. It's fun. It's fun, and if you if you can kind of get past all the, I don't know, hurt feelings that have happened over the last three months, maybe you can see. And he, I think he puts it in a good way. So check that out if you want a little oh, yeah. different perspective on things. Uh, we got a, a charity event coming up, Elite Aid, 24-hour charity stream on September 4th. This is the West Europe uh, Flood Relief Fund. So there were severe, severe rains caused intense flooding in Germany and Belgium, destroying homes and towns. Dozens of people have died. Thousands of people are unaccounted for in Germany. Uh, this fund is going to provide immediate relief to survivors and support long-term recovery. Uh, we'll have the links to that and the fundraising page uh, in, the, in the patch notes, so make sure you check that out on September 4th. Um, all right, uh, I'm going to zoom through some news here. Patches, none. Uh, let's see, streams. The, the CM said on Thursday they're going to be looking at some, in some time in the future, to do exclusive Twitch drops that aren't available from the ARC store to try and increase live views on the Twitch stream. So we'll be looking forward to that. Uh, da, 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 da. So we're going to talk some about this this uh, forum poster on the ED 
the ED issue report. Uh, well, maybe we're going to jump. We're, we're going to get to that after I zoom through some of this news here. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a focus feedback thread. If you remember the ones in the past for uh, oh, uh, UI improvements and, and various things, the next one up is cockpit brightness. Um, so if you've got some strong opinions about how the inside of your ship looks in different lighting conditions, please make a note of checking that out. We'll have the link in the show notes. Mm. All right, here comes uh, two weeks of Galnet news um, to catch us up. August 10th, uh, Zamina Torval created a new corporation. Uh, the, the suspicion that the headquarters was going to be in a permit-controlled system, we're going to find out that came true. August 11th, Aegis was probed by the Board of Inquiry, uh, worried about you know Aegis weakening. Maybe this is a herald for some new things coming with the Thargoids. Who knows? That's also going to be touched up on in another story here we're going to talk about. Uh, there was two on the 12th, the Marlinist Civil War declared. Uh, that was kicking off a CG, victory against Federation for independent factions. Uh, that was where the the a number one of the factions that was fighting against the Federation for all the police state stuff won. So the rebellion spread to 28 more systems, rebel scum. Um, Onionhead legality sparks debate. Um, not too sure where that story is going. It's interesting as a side story. Uh, it keeps getting picked up again. Rival corporations compete in LTT 198. So now we're getting into sort of the second half of this Zermina Torval story. Uh, Torval, Mestopolis Mining, that's Senator Zermina Torval's offshoot of Mestopolis Mining. It's believed to be run by her daughter, Constantia Torval. Uh, so maybe she's in peril. We'll see. Uh, because that's the, that's the site of uh, the CG now. Mm -hmm. Leaked report exposes Aegis failures. Um, this is a leak of a report that's still being written. Aegis is being blamed for, among other things, prioritizing communication with the Thargoids over new AX weaponry development. I'm not sure if we've seen that particular thread of that story before. Um, interesting, uh, that sort of, in my mind, harkens back to the, the Fargod Far cult. Um, you know, another thread suggesting there's people that are friendly with the Thargoids, and maybe there's something more to that. Uh, Aegis personnel claim that the superpowers caused the problems of, uh, you know, Aegis being weak by reducing funding to Aegis. So, could be invasion coming, could be different faction of Thargoids, who knows. Uh, two stories on the 19th, anti-NMLA forces win Marlinist civil war. So, I think this was the the less militant ones beat the more militant ones? Correct. Something like that? The, 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 the regular population that are republicans beat out the terrorists the the right. the ultra whatever radicalized yeah so then the other story on the 19th ltt198 hosts competing mining campaigns so this is the zamina torval versus the other faction there's actually some uh, uh i guess you call them weapon modules they're, they're mining modules that you can win depending on the side you support there's a long-range mining laser uh, on one side and a long-range abrasion blaster on the other. Can I? Uh, unfortunately, oh, go ahead. I, I can I just point out and maybe correct me if if you think I'm wrong, anyone, but uh, Roy specifically, can mm -hmm. you think of anything less useful than one single mining laser with extended range, <laughs> other than an abrasion <laughs> blaster with extended range? Like, when have you ever been cracking? asteroids and said you know what i really wish i could be farther away right now because the spinning yeah. just it just what i really need to do is add to the time to lead the target here it's it's uh it's maybe marginally worse than that but i think it is an interesting angle so the mining laser the worst part is it's only class one 
everybody uses class two if you can fit it right um the abrasion blaster only exists as a class one and the only thing i could think of and i'm really stretching on this but you know the abrasion blaster has kind of a slow flight time so if the longer range means it goes faster that could be useful but i'm really mm. stretching there yeah that's a stretch. um but the, the thing i think that's interesting though you know if you go back months when they first brought back uh, CGs, and we were talking about some of the creative things they were doing, where they were introducing, where they were tweaking uh, game mechanics for different rewards. And I think I think this is one where you know normally you can't engineer mining weapons. So I think it's interesting that they're even though these aren't like showstoppers, they're putting quote unquote mining or engineering modifications on on mining modules, which is something you can't do. So no, agreed. And if they had helped with the heat dissipation or possibly yeah. maybe did a thing where it lowers the power draw or something, I would have been all for it. But literally, yeah. when you're mining rocks, rule one is get your nose to the rock. So this makes yeah. no sense to me, but okay. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, maybe a near miss in terms of hitting a home run with, uh, with this particular reward. Hmm. Uh, uh, finally, in the 20th Conspiracy, Theorist Finds Network Home. This one I thought was kind of, kind of funny. This, so Kit Fowler, he's one of the new nine new engineers added in odyssey and so this story is basically an in-game lore riff on the in-game description of kit the, the description of kit if you're unfamiliar says kit has a reputation for indulging fringe ideologies and conspiracy an aptitude for engineering makes it easy for him to find work this income funds an independent broadcast called end times that serves as a platform for his paranoid rants and apocalyptic predictions and so they give a snippet of his most recent episode. So the, the whole point is he's been now being hosted by a, a network in the game. Um, I don't think you can actually do anything with his network in the game. It's still sort of a lore thing. But uh, they're saying, you know, one of his recent quotes was, Years ago, a sinister group called Black Flight committed multiple crimes, including murder, to suppress evidence of Thargoid activity after the First War. The mainstream news feeds buried the story, of course, but the fearless truth seekers among us have repeatedly named... Uh, the Colonia, Nesh, and Wasat systems as locations where the Black Flight operated. So, I'm not an expert on that piece of lore, but <laughs> this sounds like a little more than just a conspiracy. Like Black Flight, so, that's a that's Black that's Flight, a thing, wasn't it? Black Flight was a very, very meaty thing in the lore. There were a group of federal, they were Federation ships that operated sort of as a black books, uh, black black ops off the books group that were trying to hide the existence of the Thargoids before it be sort of became common knowledge that the Thargoids were back. I do want to point out that I have listened to End Times Radio, and uh, they had a whole interesting story about the federal government is trying to turn frogs gay! Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, Wolf, you had a, a uh, something to add to that. Yeah, I... Um... <laughs> poor, poor choice of words to call something in elite right now. End times. Like I totally get the idea that they're trying to hint towards something coming with the Thargoid stuff. I mean, we just had the CG with the with that Thar the the Fargoid cult and all that. But um, hey, hey guys, uh, you're still being a little tone deaf. Might want to think ahead a little bit. So perhaps, uh, perhaps I'm going to hop in real quick here and take over the community yeah. goals just because I'm summing it up in 10 words or less. Uh, the Marlinist crazy people lost. The Marlinist reasonable people won. Yay! None of which had really good turnouts of any kind whatsoever. The current CGs that are going, uh, as we said, 
you've got the situation of the the two different mining groups do whatever the hell you want they're both evil imperial mining groups and they both give out shit rewards and according to this it looks like zero percent is being achieved on one side whereas four percent is being achieved on the other and we're at the weekend so that's kind of embarrassing uh all right um well, I'm going to just hop in on the the discussion yeah, topic. Go ahead. So Frontier have done their best to copy Asobo's uh, Microsoft Flight Sim um, uh, roadmap aesthetically while completely failing to copy its substantive listing of all of the issues. By selectively rejecting reported issues as not relevant, they have made a pretty list that is extremely limited in its substantive value let's go over the top issues listed on this then discuss some suggestion of what should be on the list and what you would rate as in the top 20 issues so real quick let's look at this um issue number one problems with lighting and illumination that's legit uh and they say that it's fixed but it's still on the list and many people are saying that there's a lot more that needs to be fixed on that so i leave that to you to decide to what extent you feel that's fixed degraded terrain textures compared to horizon this is the planetary tech stuff that we've been talking about in progress maybe going to be fixed in update 7 or they're going to do another round of something on an update 7 which we know is coming in september uh, tiling planetary features again the planetary tech investigating they don't know when they're going to get to that low fps performance in odyssey that's legit and they think they'll maybe be able to do something with that this year limited gameplay during apex shuttle rides this is a head scratcher for me because it's like what what are you trying to add in there cqc what like yeah we know there's limited gameplay when you're in the ship because you won't give us ship interiors. What the actual hell? Um, with regard to the next one, which is the Invincible Thargoid Heart. Investigating, TBC. Okay, sorry guys, but let's just call a spade a spade. That's been investigating for the last six years. What the fuck already? Uh, Anti-aliasing not working correctly. In progress, maybe we'll get to it this year sometime. Joystick buttons 32 plus not working. Not started yet. We're looking at it. We're thinking about it. And here's where, like, everything that I've just read on the list from up from top to here, I feel like those are at least legitimately enough that they should be discussed. If not on the top 20 list, but at least legit. Here's where we go off the rails. Item number 10 exposed telemetry data for motion simulators people who have a built sim pit to be able to rock around in their chair you're telling me that's more important than some other shit that i'm about to read to you off of my list okay uh i, I call bullshit on that 175 people voted on it mm, i don't know non-human signal sources in signals in odyssey that should contain interceptors are empty that's a legitimate actual issue and they say they're going to look at it in September. Um, I'm just going to push through to this and then we'll call on people just because we got to keep this moving along. Increased performance problems since update five. We're looking into that. It's actually gotten worse with the last patch that they dropped. And they're saying, we'll maybe fix it with the next patch in September sometime. Super crew stuck at zero time remaining when tunnel forming. 
Braben Tunnel. Been going on for forever. They'll look into it. And maybe in September they'll have... Now, again, when they say update 7, that doesn't mean we'll have it fixed then. That means we'll take a step then of some kind. Fleet carrier modules and finances not calculated towards assets. Who the fuck cares about that? The game is a shit show. You're actually talking about a goat rope and you're saying that 134 people, the most important thing to them is my wallet's not being added correctly? Like, nope, I call bullshit on that. Anybody with a half a brain would knock that off the fucking list and get to something substantive. NPC fighter kills in conflict, zo conflict zones count as progression. Okay, that's actually a legitimate thing only because it's not like if you played it right it would count who gives a shit but if you you can game the system join a conflict zone for the opposite side and send after fighter after fighter after fighter to just die and then you can prop up the numbers so that legit is a thing that should be fixed i don't i'm confused as how it's not fixed already but it should be fixed and they're saying tbc like to be thought about we don't know we're we're not committing to when we're going to get to it Support missions have been called. Just as a reminder for everyone who's playing along at home, support missions, these are, so it's like turn on the base, turn off the base. They're saying they're not showing up. They're missing. We're thinking about it. We're working on it. We'll have a step towards it in September. A previously present codex entry is now missing. A, that's vague as fuck. But B, they're saying something that was in the codex before isn't now. Unless that something is very important, you 83 people who voted that, who spent your vote on that, need to re-examine your life. Uh, a new issue. So the, the, all of these now are new issues. A new issue, 82 people voted. System and galaxy map misalignment in widescreen aspect ratios. A, they don't know when they're going to fix it. B, how the fuck is this a problem? How is it... If you program your shit correctly, how is it that the aspect ratio has anything at all to do with where the cursor is? That's just a sign that you did your shit sloppy. Uh, stolen tritium cannot be donated to a fleet carrier's fuel depot. Are you, are you, are you kidding me? That's what's important to you. That's what's important to you. At least it's fixed. The get, well, no. It's saying so that they it, have a fix in update be, seven. It hasn't ruled out yet, but they're claiming it's going to be fixed. There's been we'll so do. many things that they've said. Oh, this has a fix, and then when the update comes along, it's like they took us. Uh, we've heard a dozen times that the Thargoid heart bug is fixed. That don't make it so. But like, all right, whatever. Uh, the next one: missions and rewards are not sharing with the team. The big thing that was in patch six, update six, didn't happen so uh, what i just said before about hey just because they say it's happening don't mean it's happening update six was you could share missions now update seven is hey we're going to probably try to fix the fact that those missions aren't sharing so that's their list a lot of it to me that seems legit the answer is we don't know we're looking into it some of it seems absolutely bullshit and some of it is just like a question mark of things we told you we were going to fix before we're going to maybe try to fix it again in the future now again this roadmap or or this issue report looks a hell of a lot like the asobo roadmap the difference is theirs is legit and 
this is fucking fantasy land. This right here is some J.R. Tolkien shit because it, it ain't it, it bears very little resemblance to reality. Now, let me give you what I would consider to be the list if I was going to do it. 13 differences. I'm not a billion dollar company. I'm a drunk Marine in his underwear. All right. That right there is my list of shit that I would look at. Number one, reduce the grind loops. Number two, introduce some XL biology gameplay loop. Not just it's all set to where you point at a plant and you automatically win. Step three, introduce some salvage game loop. Right now it's you cut open a little box with a laser and take out three things. There's no way to fail that. I mean, unless you try to swallow the laser barrel. Uh... Number four, introduce some hacking loop. They said hacking was going to be a thing. And then they said, or, you know, you can use this e-breach, but hacking is the better way to do it. And then they never managed to put in any hacking. They just said e-breach is hacking. Number five, optimize EDO for Christ's sake. Okay, yes, you do have it on your list and you're going to get to it someday, maybe. Number six, fix the lighting. Yes, that's on the list. They have acknowledged that they're working on it. So that's those two right there. Those are legitimate ones that I think they got right on the list. Number seven, fix the planet tech. Again, they had that on their list. Multiple places. They're looking into it. Number eight, fixed instancing so that your game is actually an MMO. Nowhere on their list. But instead, they wanted you to know that you can try to figure out what's going on with your wallet on your fleet carrier because you need to look that up. Uh, number eight, number nine, add ship interiors to the roadmap already. Number 10, add VR to the roadmap already. Number 11, hey, console launch. That should be a thing. Number 12, add ships and SRVs to the game. You have a game about flying spaceships. You added a $40 update or $60 if you bought the advanced look package and you didn't add ships to your spaceship game. Maybe look at doing that. There's another game. It's called Star Citizen. They add ships to their game. They're making hundreds of millions of dollars. Maybe try doing that. Number 13, add planetside mining and on foot in, in your SRV and on foot. All of these should have either been included with the launch or planned as some part of the installment for the $60 quote biggest ever paid update that is in essence a whole doubling of the gameplay from Elite Dangerous Horizons. And yet none of that was included. But guys, don't worry. They're on it because this little list here looks real pretty. And um, soon they're going to tell us what's going on with my uh, fleet carrier wallet. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's start at the top. Wolf and then Roy and then Dark Knight. Go for it. All right, so going back to the original list, number six. Hey, the game kind of hangs sometimes. Is it really that hard to go to Task Manager and just kill the thing? Like, all of us have done it for all kinds of different things. Yeah, it's annoying. Uh, your shit's broke on lots of other levels, like even quality of life in the game. Uh, when I gotta leave to go do whatever and I just hit exit that doesn't exit and i just do the one thing and it goes away and then it's done like uh, yeah it's irritating but i don't care my my biggest thing is hey lighting and illumination for the cockpits hey i got a brilliant idea and um you know i, I bet you if you talk with the guy who wrote it he'd be more than happy to help you out uh 
Take the ED HUD mod and put it in the damn game. It would make the game a lot nicer for me, because being slightly colorblind, I can't see most of your goddamn game. Preach, brother. Roy! Okay. <laughs> Let's take a few steps back here. Here's what I think's going on with this list. Um, this comes from the issue tracker, right? And if you look at two, two major observations I have here. One, uh, aside from the top four issues, everything on this list has been voted on by only 400 people or less, and the majority of it's less than 200 people. This is a game, depending on how you count it, that has, what, somewhere between 4 and 12 million licenses. So the fact that there's a bunch of weird stuff on this list, I think, is, is because of two reasons. One, um, there's just not enough people participating in this process of voting things. There's people probably passionately chasing the bug that they put in before this bug tracker was going to be used for this purpose. Um, and second, like of the things on this list, all but three are bugs. There's depending on how you count, maybe three or four that are like new feature or change the feature kind of requests, which in the past I don't think was encouraged on this list. So I if I was to look at this charitably, I'd say it's in transition and more people need to use it for asking for the kinds of things that are actually wanted that aren't bugs per se they're just not in the game uh, or they're not doing it the way we want them to do it and that's not been encouraged before so i think this is just there's too few people doing this and it hasn't been used this way before and probably a lot of people don't even know they're doing this can i point so, out a suggestion though roy yeah see see my list of 13 things right here i didn't i was lazy i didn't bother to do 20 can you tell me <laughs> do you think that there's any of the things on this list of 13 that would be Voted on less than, um, oh, I don't know, uh, fleet carrier modules and finances not calculated towards assets. Like, oh, yeah. it, that, part of the problem is they don't allow you to vote on the shit that we actually want. They throw it out as, nope, that's not relevant. Yeah, and there's a good, I spent some time looking at the things that are as designed, like you can sort by that. There's some pretty interesting stuff on there. That's what I mean by they've discouraged, first of all, they've discouraged right up until now, I guess, using the list this way. And there's probably lots of stuff that people have asked for that they've shot down anyway. So it's like they need to figure out how they want to use this tool. I think you got a great list there. I just, I'm explaining why I don't think these lists match. There's a lot of reasons why they haven't used it properly as a tool. Uh, to get this kind of feedback. Fair enough. Tweak, then Dark Knight. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I'd like to give FDEV a little bit of credit, and by that I mean very little. At least with, there's a roadmap. That's more than we could say pretty much my whole time, my 4,000 hours playing this game. We've never really had a roadmap. That being said, it's a farce. There's no real information there. Again, it's it's what FDEV does best. It's minimum viable product. Why do they have to go to that list to figure out what they need to do to fix their game. They should know by listening to their community what the problems are and what really needs to be fixed to make the game playable. That list is not it. And they they really should know better than that. And if they don't, that's, again, another sign of a failing company, a company with severe internal problems. Mm. DK, you're up. Yeah, so I... <laughs> lot to digest there i was going to be echoing basically what everyone here has said but um to to the point of what we're getting received as far as um a roadmap quote unquote 
like you said, very minimal roadmap. Um, it, it's it. They're trying to pull off what Asobo did with the uh, w- with the progress tracker for Flight Simulator. They're not doing it, like you said, Kai. Um, when I first saw these roadmaps starting to pop up, I said, "Ah, well, <coughs> at least they're trying. You mm. know, they're doing what they can, mm. but it, it, it's it's full of fluff. You know, like like you, I, I think you said it, Roy. There is it's a bug report." I we can get bug reports and and just you know add them to a real patch of content of things to do you know like you said exobiology where is it I don't play the game because right now I can't I, I, I as an explorer there's nothing for me to really see or find out there right now the planetary tech is broken uh, at least it had been I don't know how much of it has been fixed in the last couple of months. I haven't actually been in the game. Somewhat fixed, but still, it's still mm. partially broken. Yeah, still partially broken. Yeah, <laughs> the lighting. Yeah, the lighting's awful. Um, but going back to the point of, it really feels like it's just more of a bug report than uh, you know, little bugs that should have been fixed long time ago. Mm. For some of these, you know, there's some things that have been sitting in here since I started playing the game back in 2017. You know, it's just. And I, I think he made a point to uh, Roy there that there's just not enough people playing to pull up these, you know, get these issues pushed in there. Or maybe just not enough of the, uh, you know, the the more seasoned players that are going in and actually pushing up these reports or something. I don't know. It's just the low count on votes definitely says something. So I want to take a moment to point out while it's still on the screen for everyone to see. If you look at my list here. Basically, points 9 through 13 are features that for sure should have been already addressed and it should have come on the launch of Odyssey if Odyssey was a proper thing. Points. That's that's actually. Can I throw that in there real quick? I want to throw on to that point of what you said. There's so much in here that should have been there for the 60 bucks I threw in on this Odyssey update. I played the alpha from, you know, went through the pre. There's so much that should have been there. Why? Yep. So, yeah. So, points 9 through 13 are, these are features that should have been addressed. Points 5 through 8 are... These are bugs that you guys released a thing that was broken that you really should have tested the shit out of and known was broken and fixed it before you released. But points one through four are the killer for me. Points one through four are these basically are four different way of saying the same thing, which is you released a $40 update to your game that didn't have any soul. It just has a loot grind that leads to nowhere with no actual completely realized game loops that lead to fun. Elite Dangerous has so many awesome things in it that are fun. And Elite Dangerous, I bought for $40 the first time, Elite Dangerous, and then I bought Horizon, so I bought it for like $70 because I got the $69 pack that had like Elite Dangerous base game and Elite Dangerous Horizons. And let me tell you something, I paid $70 for that damn game, and it they threw in some dumb stickers of you get whatever, it was the Commander's patch or whatever. And that 
was such a great value for my money. Elite Dangerous Base Game and Elite Dangerous Horizons, I paid $70 for. And if you factor in how much gameplay I got for my dollars, I got hundreds of hours for the penny. They don't owe me a goddamn thing for Elite Dangerous Base and Horizons. I have gotten so much value for my money that I could not possibly think of being a big enough dick as to say they screwed me over. They did not for one little bit. Elite Dangerous Odyssey? The exact opposite scenario. I paid another 70 bucks for that, and I feel like I got about $4 worth of value out of it. I, and, and it's literally, that's why, you know, I know I sound angry. I know I sound venomous. I know I sound like a dick. I am not trying to be Yamix. I would not be talking about this if I didn't love Elite Dangerous. I want it to do better. I want it to turn around. I got so much value for my money from the first game. I did not, when they said, hey, this is like a whole new game, they were not lying. It's a whole new and shitty game. I would very much like to be able to say that I'm getting my money's worth out of Odyssey, and I pray that if I keep looking into this, because I have seen some stuff. Roy's talked about it. He's gotten it back in a little bit, and it's a little fun, and there's some stuff. So, yeah, in September, they're going to drop this patch 7. And there's half of this little list here on their Asobo wannabe clone uh, it says, hey, we've got a fix coming in patch 7. So let's look. Let's see what it's like. And let's maybe get into this. I'm a huge Scott Gust fan. And I love I love that man for the way he loves Elite. And I want to be that way again. So I'm watching and I'm rooting. And yeah, I whatever. It's, it's what I, so Fastcard and Griff have, have been completely silent. And I think it's because us old school Elite players have been just now venting our spleen and been getting out some hatred <laughs> but like i would like for and you guys have been very classy and quiet and 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 whatever but i would like do you guys have any thoughts or you're like nah, i don't really have anything i want to say on this uh fc you got anything i got something if you don't oh i was just gonna say i want a pony can pony can pony be 14 <laughs> yep absolutely 14 on the list is now a pony beautiful <laughs> Good. okay yeah, no, uh, you know, as I mentioned, I played Elite probably from beta through 2017, maybe. Okay, okay. Um, and one of the things I feel kind of bad about, and maybe it's because Star Citizen took my attention, was that I didn't really get into the nuts and bolts of development. You know, I was really just in it to play the game. And I think maybe because I was probably mentally overwhelmed trying to keep track of Star Citizen. So taking following Elite and Star Citizen probably would have blew my brain up. Uh. But... um one of the things that I have been following, as I mentioned, I've been following you guys and listening to your stream, and there were some revelations, and I'm speaking from the perspective of a Star Citizen person. I'm not saying this in any negative way. Mm. I'm saying it from an encouraging way, and it's the fact that many of the things that I've heard you voice, the areas where you've been dissatisfied, displeasure, are often often echoed with the Star Citizen community. Mm. The, there's some of the same arguments, and I, Sky, you've been around long enough to know whether or not there's enough transparency, whether there's enough communication, uh -huh. blah, 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 right? Uh, but I truly was surprised to when I when I saw the um, when the community has raised very valid concerns um, and, and the way that the Frontier has responded to you guys. Uh, I'm glad that you're <coughs> echoing. I've, I've, I love the fact that many of you have said, um, we're not going to stop playing Elite. 
you know, we, we love elite. You know, our heart is in elite. We we believe in elite, but we also need to see some things change. You know, and I and I think you guys have sent a very strong message. I've noticed over the last few weeks, they're you know they're trying to put these updates, and mm-hmm. in a way, they're trying to respond to you more because mm-hmm. I was a little bit thrown off by the whole stonewalling, mm. and 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 you know, David put out his his you know his message, and yeah, we need to do some things we need to do better, blah 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 blah. But mm-hmm. you have a very committed community to that game and a lot of time invested. I'm listening to people talk about they spend 1,000, 2,000, 4,000 hours <clears> in the game. Uh, you know, I, I, I would just hope that even within Star Citizen, you know, we have our people who say, oh, there's not enough transparency, not communication. <laughs> but when I saw you guys roadmap, when they posted it, I was like, they, they got to be joking mm-hmm. because the game's been around too long. <clears throat> and, I- and you and you know on one of our shows, we did the video where Braben and Chris Roberts were mm-hmm. both talking. Their what visions are so close. It's mm-hmm. done differently. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I heard Braben talk about people being able to move around on their ships, watching a, a, an explosion in the side of their hull. And, and it's some of the same stuff Chris Roberts is saying. Mm-hmm. And I and you guys, I feel, have, have the right to ask for these things and say, hey, move this stuff up. There's some things we've been living with too long. One of the things I was frustrated with with Eve was Eve was constantly putting out these new updates, but there, there's bugs that were still there years that they weren't moving beyond. Mm-hmm. And I think that for you guys, it's the same thing. A lot of things that you guys are asking to get done, they need to listen to your community, you know, because you guys are so dedicated to it and you should be. It's it's a great game, but I, I hope that they listen to you guys and really kind of change the way they're doing business with your community. And nobody has nobody has the, the, the corner, the market cornered on fucking up making mistakes mm-hmm. cig has done, made dumb mistakes uh yeah. chris roberts <laughs> has made dumb mistakes look at they did that first uh citizen con and they were like we're gonna charge whatever t- money to watch the stream but the difference that wasn't the first one but i know but, what you're talking about they wanted, they wanted to charge twenty dollars but the difference is when Chris Roberts fucked up or whoever in CIG fucked up on that plan, right? And said, we're mm-hmm. going to do this way. And the community said, oh, we're getting at our pitchforks and, 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 mm-hmm. and whatever because this shit is wrong. <laughs> CIG, listen, like it's, 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 everyone's going to fuck up. Any company, any game developer right. is going to fuck right. up. But when your community gets together and in a clear voice tells you, this is wrong and we're not having it, CIG said, Oh yeah, we got to mm-hmm. fix that. Yep, our bad. We're we don't, we're we're canceling that. We're backtracking. Yep. We're going to we're hearing you, and mm-hmm. we're going to take the proper steps to sort of uh, do what we need to to sort of fulfill our commitments and maintain a good player base. Whereas with Frontier, I, and and this is just my own personal feeling, and I'm not trying to belittle anyone. And I'm still a huge David Braben fanboy. Mm-hmm. But with Frontier, I feel like there are so many times where the community has raised valid concerns, and Frontier has kind of said like, "Well, we know better," and just kind of puttered along doing their own thing. And they've done it because they could. And now I think for the very first time, they stepped on a landmine that they couldn't sort of mm-hmm. take back. And now it's it's startling. I think it's starting to occur to them like, oh shit, we're no longer in a position where we can sort of maintain our, we're going to do what we want and you can follow or not. They're in a position where it's like, oh, we're going to have to actually listen to our customer base because it's dwindling quickly. Fast Cart, you had a serious point. Yeah? Yes, I want to say um, consumers vote with their wallet. And I just want to give an example. Like Eve Online, almost 10 years ago, 
they had this whole thing about e- greed is good, and mm-hmm. people were writing and in Eve Online, they they were losing subscribers, and then and then CCP decided to to actually listen to their consumers and turn themselves around, and and I think they um are doing pretty well now. So I hope um ED after it turns around because we need good base games out. Yep. Yep. Absolutely, and we 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 need the competition because the more base games, or the more good base games that we have out, the better future games will be. Mm-hmm. All right, DK, yeah. and then Wolf, and then we're uh, moving it to Roy Stories to close out the night because we're way late. So DK first. <laughs> No, the only thing I was going to say is that uh, I, I'm not going anywhere with Elite Dangerous. I, lo- you know, I, I love the game. I've loved the game from the very beginning. I, I played in, you know, the 1984 version on my Commodore's uh, friend's Commodore 64. Um, you know, uh, it, it's it's one of my faves, and I was disappointed, sorely disappointed, when uh, EDO was released, and it saddened me. But I'm hope I hope that they can at least try to pull something together. Uh, you know, because I, I have my own personal expedition that I'm trying to, that I want to uh, partake on, and I want the game to be in a state where it makes that expedition worthwhile. You know, it's just like you don't want to fly seventy thousand light years and not have anything to look forward to. You know, it's just it's just sad to me. But I'm not going anywhere. I just hope they pick up the pace and get things good. See right on, Wolf. So I got two, and I'll be really quick so we can get to the awesome space opera <laughs> where did they announce the hey vote on this it's uh, it's always it's always been a thing where you can vote on the issue tracker and they did say in the streams that they were going to be doing this new revamp thing yeah so not in the forums not that a whole lot of people no it was in the forum it's in it yeah. the forum yep. yeah a week was ago. It on twitter um don't know okay so they they still have that that same issue with social media engagement with trying to get more eyes on things with stuff that they want. So come yep. on, up the game on that. Yep. Got that. Um, and, and as, as the last person who uh, legitimately raged out for a minute and I'll, I'll be honest, I channeled my inner Yannick's for a second with the, the ED HUD mod. Mm. I still love elite. I, I'm sorry. I've watched, a lot of the Star Citizen gameplay from lots of different creators, especially Katie, because, well, you know, she's here mm. and I can talk to her about things and learn. Um, it's not going to scratch the itch that I have when I play Elite. I can tell you that right now. It's going to be different and I'm going to love it because it's different. But I'm not going anywhere. I still want to play the game. Mm. I'm just frustrated with the management decisions that are focusing on the things that they think is important rather than that which the players are legitimately just smashing on their keyboards at. And I think it comes from that lack of social engagement where they're not asking in the right manner the questions that they want input for. Mm. 100% awesome thing that they're asking for that input that's a big change please for the love of god keep it up just ask it in the right ways get the get the numbers of eyes on there because there's a lot of people who can help help make the game right yeah can i ask a question sure is is it that maybe the community has because they've been crying out for so long you know wanting the changes that they've come maybe a bit 
disenchant it. Maybe they don't think that if they do raise their voices that they're just frontiers histories that they're just not going to hear them. Is that possibly mm -hmm. it? I mean, that's that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, part uh, part of this, I think, is absolutely fair and justified anger at Frontier for Odyssey. But you're absolutely right. A good chunk of this is, it's one of those deals where if you come and you push a guy and you push a guy and you push a guy and every time he just takes it and takes it and takes it, he builds up this amount of rage where eventually you push one too many times and he comes at you with a you know a, a meat cleaver and you're like whoa that's a way over response to me pushing you but it's like well yeah but it's been the the last 50 pushes that i ate that now are coming back all right uh we gotta move on to roy's story so we can close out the night you good people have been with us for a long time so enjoy the show We now return to Roy Stories, Season 3, Tales from Tawanta, Episode 4, The Assassin. Wilson Port, Tawanta, July 17, 3305, 1.12 Galactic Standard Time. Michael Crenshaw III sat in the dark, in a storage room near the outfitting deck, looking at his hand terminal. He was showing live surveillance feeds of the corridor outside. He'd been there for nearly an hour, waiting for the last two workers on the outfitting deck to leave, and finally they were doing so. He watched the two women walk down the corridor and turn the corner. The clunking of their mag boots was audible through the door as they passed. Michael waited a few minutes, and then unfolded his tall, athletic frame from his hiding place in the storage room. He picked up his small backpack and checked the feed again to make sure the corridor was clear. He then triggered a routine on his terminal that stopped the camera's recording and sent footage of an empty corridor to the central storage server to fill in the dead time. Only when monitoring routines in the station's network confirmed that his ruse was working did he leave the room and move quietly to the outfitting deck entrance. He had a job to do there, and while he and his employer were best served if there was no evidence of him being here at all. So far, there was only one thing that placed him outside his hotel room. On the way here, he had taken an obscure service corridor, and when he was halfway along it, another man entered the corridor heading in the opposite direction. It was plain to see from his shocked face that the man was not expecting to see anyone. Michael had walked past muttering some generic greeting and started a background search through multiple proxies and cutoff servers to identify the man. Three minutes later, it returned a name, George Smith, a work and a home address. George was a loose end that he would take care of once his work here was done. Michael quietly clamped the device over the handprint reader beside the outfitting deck entrance and activated it. He then typed a six-digit number to the keypad beside it. The door opened. Michael quickly removed his device from the handprint reader and stepped inside, closing the door behind him. There would be a log of his entry, but as far as the security system was concerned, it was Chief Engineer Kaylee Fry that had opened the door. He was an hour behind schedule, and he would only do two of the three tasks that he had hoped to achieve, so tonight would only get him two million credits rather than the full three, unless he made up his time. His employers wanted commanders from the bear pit to be assassinated, discreetly, somewhere away from the station, and Michael had determined that ship sabotage was his best option for achieving that. His first target was the Crate Phantom, LCU Split Infinitive, owned by Commander John Thomason. 
Michael used the handprint replicator again on the maintenance console beside the work bay which held the crate phantom. The ship's entrance door opened, and he climbed the steps built into its front landing leg and entered the ship. He passed the door to the flight deck and headed aft, passed the door into the vehicle hangar, took the left branch when the corridor hit a T-junction, and stopped in front of an access panel. He plugged his terminal into a port beside the panel and, after issuing a few commands on the terminal, the access panel slid open for him. He pushed his backpack and his terminal inside and crawled in himself. The crawl space was lit with a weird blue glow which emanated from one of the two modules that this maintenance tube serviced. He was not familiar with what the module did, but he didn't care about it. It was plugged into the one that he did care about, the ship's frameshift drive. He plugged his terminal into a port inside the maintenance tube and used it to close the access panel behind him. Then he got to work. He removed one of the three disc-shaped objects, about 10 centimeters in diameter and about 3 centimeters deep from his backpack, and a set of tools. The disc was a compact pulse field emitter, capable of generating a powerful energy field briefly. This was to be his murder weapon. The emitter would emit an energy pulse just as the frameshift drive activated, disrupting the space-time bubble the drive created and causing a catastrophic misjump that would tear the ship apart. He used this device six times previously and fulfilled all six termination contracts. Normally, a pulse field emitter would need a large power source attached but his didn't include one. The device would draw power from the frameshift drive itself. Without a power source included, the device was very hard to detect if it was scanned. One more emitter device in a module that already included many. To avoid it being found during maintenance, he was going to hide it in a sub-module that normally wasn't used, the FSD injection reaction chamber. When a frameshift injection was prepared, the chamber stored an injection mixture as a plasma held in place by fields until it was injected into the main reaction chamber to augment the fuel for the next hyperspace jump. With the injection mixture, it was possible to make jumps up to twice the normal distance the drive was normally capable of. The downside was that many of the materials for the injection mixtures were extremely difficult to come by. For this reason, the vast majority of commanders never used this subsystem in their entire careers. Before opening up the frameshift drive, Michael issued some commands to his terminal to gain control of the ship's automation systems. To his chagrin, the ship's firmware and software were up to date with all the latest security patches, and he wasn't able to do much beyond suppressing alarms for the frameshift drive module. The events would still be logged, but someone would have to explicitly look up the audit logs to see that something had happened. Once this was done, he used his tools to open a panel on the FSD, and then to open the reaction chamber. He unscrewed the four nozzles inside, to the sound of a brief, quiet hiss, and screwed mounting brackets in their place. Next, he removed the power coupling at the back of the chamber and replaced it with one of his own that had connectors that his device would plug into. This also disarmed the beam laser in the chamber that converted the injection mixture into a plasma. The work took him about 15 minutes. During this time, he noticed the maintenance tube start to get a little stuffy. He worked through the discomfort. He had a job to do, and the quicker he did it, the less likely he was to be detected. He picked up his device and was about to install it when a wave of nausea swept over him. He felt dizzy. Then he vomited, violently. And again. Was that blood he saw in the vomit? He vomited again. Something was very wrong. He needed to get out of here. He picked up his terminal to open the little door and noticed that there were messages scrolling by in the ship's audit logs. Critical. Radiological alert. Catastrophic polonium containment failure. Emergency FSD isolation protocols in effect. 
With panic rising, Michael used his terminal to try to open the hatch. The ship denied him access. He drew his laser pistol from its holster inside his overalls and fired it at the door. A shield flared and absorbed the energy. Michael tried to steady himself to fire again, but he was shaking badly. He vomited again, lots of blood this time, and started to convulse. He lost consciousness shortly afterwards, and was dead a few minutes after that. Wilson Port, Tawanta, July 17, 3305, 7.31 a.m. Galactic Standard Time. Frank Benetti walked into his cubicle area on the outfitting deck to find a pale and worried-looking Kaylee. She was shaking slightly. Frank, we have a problem. Hell yes. That was incredible. And of course, Roy's story is continuing to knock it out of the park every week. Uh, catastrophic polonium toxicity. That's why I pay a very nice little old uh, <laughs> Polish lady to clean my bathroom. I do not want to end up vomiting. Yeah. Careful with Legit. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, we're going to skip uh, feedback and state of the games tonight because just... Uh, a, we're late. B, I said so. Uh, and we're going to have a little bit of extra time devoted to people with their closing thoughts for the week in all of these games and amazing things. We have a bunch of stuff for real life science and sci-fi uh, in the media for you, but we're going to push that to next week. I want to give everyone sort of a ample time with their closing thoughts and to say goodbye to the beautiful people. So take a minute or two. Run over anything you didn't get and and sum it all up. Roy? Yeah, so I'll say two things. One, uh, if you're still passionate about Elite like we are, then get on that issue tracker and don't give up. Uh, let's see where that goes and keep pushing on things. We can make this thing better. Uh, the second thing I'd say is I'm hyped about uh, Free Fly Week. Uh, is that what it's called? Free Fly Week? It is. Star Citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna. There's a bunch of ships there I want to try out. And... Uh, if you're if you're a solo player from Elite, um, and and I was a solo player for a long time until I got into this community, and had a blast with this community in Elite, but oh my goodness, in Star Citizen, you just don't know what you're missing when you get in with a crew and get into shenanigans, just dumb stuff, <laughs> and it is so much fun, um, and it's a welcoming community, and and especially with a free week, go give it a try and see what you think. So yes. that's all I got, and I'll see you in the verses. Beautiful. Katie? Um, As always, I've been delighted to be here. I'm also very much excited about the upcoming week in Star Citizen, including, I found out during the show tonight, the return of Xenothreat on the 25th of August. So that'll be this week, midweek. So there's going to be a lot going on in the verse, and there's also the free fly, again, if anyone is on the fence about Star Citizen not convinced yet by, uh, you know, all of the videos or news they've heard, give it a go for yourself. Um, and we will hear from you about it next week, I'm sure. <laughs> hey, once again, Chris, thank you so much for my birthday present. August 25th, <laughs> Xeno Threat. What up? Uh, <laughs> tweet. 
Yeah, I'm excited to experience my first Xeno threat. I'll, I'll be all. You had tweaked or no? No. Can you hear me now? Yep, I hear you just fine. Oh, there okay. you go. I was going to say. to drink. Yeah, I get to drink. I haven't turned down. <laughs> <laughs> I am excited for Xeno threat. My first time experiencing anything like that, and I just have more and more. First, I haven't even been to all the planets or all the cities or anything like that yet. So I am through the moon excited with Star Citizen. I was very generously gifted Elite Dangerous and Odyssey by one of our fine listeners, so I have that downloaded and ready to go. So the plan is when Star Citizen messes up and doesn't want to work correctly for me, I'll go over to Odyssey and check that out and see where that stands at the time being. But so for that, now, I am all Star Citizen. So that you can enjoy that messing up. Right on. Hey, how come our users, our, how come our listeners stay... stay? They send you all kinds, gift you all kinds of stuff. All they give me is, oh, wait, that's all I want. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, next up is Wolf. Your closing thoughts. I just want to say a huge thank you for joining us to the show. We've had a absolute blast going through everything, covering two weeks of content in one show. Yes, it's been long, and I'm going to shut up now so it's not even longer. All right, uh, and we covered Roy. We covered Wolf. We covered. So now we're on to the guest, Fast Cart. Uh, I, I, I still want that pony. No, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it all around and and end in the way I started. I'm gonna practice my Spanish. We love you, long time. Right I on. Still don't know what that means. I still don't know what that means. No, but uh, I just want to say yes. Uh, the free fly, check that out if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. We got a forty. Uh, not we, but CIG sells a forty dollar package ten percent discount instead of forty five. So if you do try to free fly and decide that you want to um, stick around for a while, it's only four dollars. You save almost five dollars. And make sure you have the referrals. You have a friend to, to who, who who um. Or, or or maybe use the referral thread on on the subreddit for to, sure to uh, to get on a uh, five thousand UEC and a free speeder bike um, and a free uh, LTI too yeah LTI and I there there's one thing I forgot to mention the um the crowdfunding spreadsheet last week before the free fly started a CID was getting maybe five hundred new accounts today a day. Uh, today we had like 5,400 new accounts, and yesterday they made 5,500 5, um, made yesterday, and wow. yeah, so th- th- it's a, it's an order of magnitude, <laughs> over over o- order of magnitude um, from last week. So people are are, are, are checking it out. Absolutely, so that's something. I, and that's something I wanted to bring up that I forgot. But uh, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Hell yeah! I hope to do it again sometime. Absolutely, you are always welcome. Soul Citizen, our our uh, Soul Citizens are, as far as I'm concerned, you guys are the sister show, and you're welcome here anytime. Griff, yeah, um, again, thank all of you uh, for inviting us and having us hang out with you tonight. It was a lot of fun. I was in and out a lot tonight, but uh, really had a good time. Uh, just a couple of quick uh, Star Citizen tips. Uh, one of them is is that um, as you mentioned earlier. With the free fly, one of the things that our community loves doing is letting other people fly their ships. Mm-hmm. So if you want to try out that big reclaimer or you want to try out a Carrick or you want to try out a hammerhead, there are always people that will spawn one in for you and just let you have at it. 
um, take advantage of that. People are more than happy. Some people have multiple ships. They can only fly one at a time, right? So they can spawn one and let you fly it. So feel free to, you know, if you, if you connect with people, uh, as I think Kate mentioned earlier about even uh, crewing up with other people, people are always looking for people to come on board and, and, and be a, uh, help do security or, you know, carry packages, whatever the case may be. Uh, the last thing I want to do is invite you guys on Friday nights. Uh, we get together informally at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time, and we go out into the verse and just do shenanigans and hang out and have fun. I've got some great leaders in our group. We've got, in matter of fact, in your in your general chat right now, I've got Jay down there. We've got Dark Knight who's here. Uh, they they will often help lead those things. Also, some of our other friends, Pops in Space, Fist to Face, we see all you guys down there. Um, they they hang out with us as well. Um, and we have fun. So on Friday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, feel free to join us. Just come over to Soul Citizens um, Discord, and you can, I don't know if we can put that in for them or not, but just come and hang out with us if you want to, just to learn about the game while the free flight is going on. And and the third thing I want to say, to make it real quick, we're talking about partnering up. I mentioned to Kai about partnering up with you guys when CitizenCon comes around. Maybe we'll do a stream together. Maybe we'll figure out something, but it would be really cool to have you guys sit in on your very first, for some of you, very first citizen cons with us and watch that live stream so we'll talk about that later and get into detail but we just want to put that invitation out to you guys that is beautiful man absolutely we would we're down always we love it uh dk yeah so i kind of just want to you know piggyback on what griff said he pretty much put you know exactly what i was going to say about you know just wonderful to have the opportunity to be here with all of you and to share this uh you know share this discussion this is a lot of fun had a good time um and uh and i look forward to you know spending some time with you guys in the verse hopefully soon um like Chris said just you know we'll come and join us or we'll come join you or or however we do it but it would be just great to have uh, you know you know this uh this growth of our community continue to expand and this is just a you know just a continuation of that so i thank all of you for uh for for bringing us on and uh, and promoting in a positive nature uh a game that we all now love uh, star citizens so, yeah beautiful beautiful all right uh let's see going around i think we covered everybody so don't forget kate don't forget kate, don't forget kate. oh i'm so sorry yeah, kate katie's up Katie's up. I, I've already been. I already went. I, I thought so. Did she? <laughs> I thought so. Yeah, she was yeah. talking about Zeno Threat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, that's I missed right. it. Okay, my bad. We're all we're all drunk. Yeah, but I'm sober. Fair. Fair. All right. Well, uh, for me, I Actually, guess I got okay, one thing to interject. Go ahead. So, a lot of you have been asking why don't we have a patron and we're only going to say this one time <laughs> and it's one time only we put one up it says it's the the title thing on it is kaizen dash black sky legion there's no benefits seriously don't send us money if you do we're just squandering it on booze all right feel free to get us drunk that that will be our our one and only ever commercial for our patreon which i'm fairly sure still has zero dollars pledged i'm quite proud of that uh my observations before i say goodnight to the beautiful people are, are this number one super psyched for the free fly and all the stuff that's happening number two uh as much if not more psyched for what's going to happen in nomansky i'm super super ready and number three 
I cannot believe all of you guys forgot this. Shame on you, elite players. Uh, next week, when we do our show, we will know by then, because next week... Our show is on the 27th, which means it'll be the day after the 26th. And the 26th is the day that was hyped up in the Heisford Cash thing. E something might actually happen in the story in Elite that will be cool as fuck. And if it does, we will tell you all about it. And if it doesn't, we will be here drowning our sorrows in alcohol with you. So, yeah, that's ex that's 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 legitimately a very cool possibility of a thing. Um so yeah and uh yeah i mean great time to be a star citizen player great time to be a nomansky player and you know what hopefully soon coming up the next week we'll have some cool stuff to tell you about why it's a great time to be an elite player with with the story so uh yeah i love you all look out for the doors and corners kid that's where they get you and uh on the count of three let's all one big multi-crew soul citizens and 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 black sky legion alike let's all say good night to the beautiful people one two three good good night. Night. Good <laughs> hello my baby hello my darling hello my drive time gal I'm, I'm gonna just let you continue keep going that's the closing song go for it it's what's the next line was something about send me my love on words and not the wire my wire yeah yeah baby my heart on fire there you go you lose me you be left alone no that's it all right so uh last thing is a reminder to everybody the show's about to end. We're throwing in the notes right now. Our Discord, come in and join the after party. We're going to go for hours. I love everybody. Here's the closing song. Yalla, nana. Lost all my cargo back on Yalla, nana. All my AUEC on Yella Nana. It stored my ship for me on Yella. Can't get it back from Yella. Oh, Yella Nana. Go get some cargo, they said to me. Sell it and double your AUEC. Oh, oh. Went out there thinking it would be easy. Made my way over to our corp mining. I was like, ooh, I filled up all my cargo with what I could buy of barrel. And I was like, ooh, I made it out past Atmo, and the server crashed. Oh, no, 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 no. Yellow, nana. Lost all my cargo back on Yellow, nana. All my AUEC on Yellow, nana. It stored my ship for me on Yella. Can't get it back from Yella. Oh, Yella, Nana. Oh, Yella, Nana. Oh, Yella, Nana. Oh, Yella, Nana. Can't get it back from Yella.